edition of Nerd Shit in the Dark. In the Dark. Because it is the finally, finally, the time to watch <laughs> our Star Wars special Nerd Shit in the Dark podcast that Braden and I have been talking about for a while. For a very long time. And it's a special episode for multiple reasons, Braden. Do you know why? Why, Chase? Well, I'll tell you why. One, it's all Star Wars talk. And two, we have a special guest here. A special guest here, people. A special here, guest people. here on the show. The second time in Nerd Shit in the Dark history where we've had a special guest. Yep. And Braden? On a special episode. On a special episode. And would you like to introduce? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Kayton. I don't know your last name. It's Wiesner. Wiesner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I told you to do it. You suck. <laughs> Put it right on him. So that's my introduction. My introduction is uh, Chase verbally abusing his co-pilot. Co-pilot. That's kind of. That's kind of cool. My wingman. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On your wing. So, uh, Caden, I would say, is a. Um, spent some time. He's got a doctorate. Spent some time in the Jedi archives. Yeah. You know, learning, reading, deep. Yeah. And, it's uh, been. I, I, I've ingested some some objects of Star Wars history. He's probably the person here that has the most Star Wars knowledge. So well, we I hope, really... and I mean, I don't know anymore. It's been a while, and there's been a lot of new stuff that I know you guys have followed up on way more than I. Probably the yeah yeah. I'd say we probably know the newer stuff better, yeah. but I like I think the older stuff is the stuff that's no longer canon. Is, right, it's still just the as legends. Important. Yeah, and how we got. And here. you kind of yeah. have that, and Braden, you you dove into that a little bit. Yeah, I haven't I haven't picked up on it since like the eighth grade. You know, it's been a long time, so I don't really remember a lot of it. But I think it'll give us yeah. some opportunity to. I know. I don't know if you knew this or if anyone else knew this, but I knew like that the original title for A New Hope oh, was Blue Harvest. Yeah. Oh wow. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think I think the cats knew that one. <laughs> so it's a good thing we have. Kitten Wiesner here, Brady. The Wies. Wiesner is what he's called, what he's known as. The Weasel. You would have known that if you would have known him longer. Read the cue cards, him. you know. Yeah. But um, People call me Sex Appeal Neil. <laughs> oh my god! Who else that? Everyone. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's how you introduced him to me, so. <laughs> this is Sex Appeal Neil. Yeah. Yeah, everyone in high school did. That's crazy. In high school? Yeah. High school you. Yeah, high school I'd me. I'd love to see that guy. <laughs> That's fun. He was cool. He was Hello. a cool guy. A man named Neil, nonetheless. Yeah. Let's just start there. Yep. Yeah, Braden has two first names. Braden Neil. Now we can know everybody's full names. Braden Neil. It was funny, on the last episode we had Jared on, and, and he didn't know Jared's last name either. I didn't know Jared's He'd last name. He didn't know Jared for years. Yeah, I like, still don't know it. It's Lipsy. Yeah. Yeah. Lip, what is it? Lipsy. 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 Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, we've been really trying to set this episode up for a We've really, been talking about it for a, a long time. Yeah. Brady and I, well, actually, it's, it's crazy. Like, 
if if you listen to our one episode from March 2021, that's now on Spotify, uh, listeners. <laughs> yep. Um, we discussed in that episode that we should do a Star Wars episode. So technically, we have been planning to do a Star Wars episode for over almost two, two years. years. Yeah. And like, I've wanted to have you on the show for it almost that whole time too. So finally, recently, yeah, awesome. we were able that's to wild. get the word out and get it going, and it's just cool to finally be here yeah, doing man. it. Excited to be here. Excited to talk some Star Wars shop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But before we get into Star Wars, um, I was debating whether or not we'd do this on today's episode, but I thought we should just because it's a good way to break the ice and talk about a little something else for anybody else that's listening that maybe just doesn't want to listen to Star Wars for two hours. Give them something to, you know, so, wet the whistle between episodes before, you know, you might yeah. only give them nothing else from here on out. Right. 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 Exactly. I mean, we used to have an entire anime section that we completely cut out because it was not... Not getting the reviews. Uh, yeah. And that's it, it was just us talking. How much, I mean, of an episode, was it 50% of an episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would yeah. be like another That's a lot of anime It was talk. like another hour and a half of yeah. just that. Yeah. So that I, can, had, I understand. We had yeah. to cut that. Um, yeah. But we have a segment on the show called New Nerd Shit. And uh, you, I think you said you've, you've listened to one. I've listened to one. at least one and a half, if not two, full episodes. Yeah, yeah here experienced. So, I, so, <laughs> so, it may be one out of 24 views, you know, on spot. So New Nerd Shit is essentially where Brayden and I discuss something that's not new to the nerd world, but new to us within it. So something that we're doing is new. It could be something new, but it's just something that's new to us. So, um... I, I usually let Brayden take start on that one, but do you have anything in mind uh, since you're our special guest that maybe you would want to start? I mean, I think the only new nerd shit in my life would be the one in many lives, would be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. All right. Uh, I think was, that's a good one to start I with. I think we can, it could be a heavy topic, but there is a lot going around. I mean, they've already started beating it in speed runs, so I figured we're probably fair to talk about I it. I think we're fair to talk. I, I mean, <laughs> neither of us story-wise have gotten No, I think we're far. actually both locked at the same place, having completed the first of four or five major challenges. Right. Very Breath of the Wild-esque. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I mean it's it's going. How would you compare it to Breath of the Wild? Well, I we were talking about this a little bit before the show, and it was just kind of the idea that like, if you were recommending somebody to get into the series right now, would you require somebody to play the first one before you allow them to play this one? Out of just general guidance, like man, you'll miss so much if yeah. you don't play number one. And I think the argument is, and I think it would be the same way I'd answer the question is. They're, they're pretty close. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. You may miss some of the backstory, but, like, they play almost the same. Mm -hmm. And You can almost think it's the same You game, can really honestly. squint and actually feel like you're the but same. But it is different. It, it's, the fundamental mechanics points. have taken an insane swing. Really? Completely different direction. They're moved into more of this creativity sandbox, choose-your-own-adventure with items and paths and weapons. Huh. Um, Which uh, we were talking before, before you even got here. About I kind of like the fusion, the fusing of the items and fusing of the weapons. They, they put a they put a lot into this idea that you can be creative and make your own game, but it's kind of giving you the ability to make Legos where there are no Legos actually necessary. Yeah. So you find reason to. I don't know, use the mechanics. Right. Now, they also institute the mechanics in, in one-off puzzles, which are fun, because in that case, they'll be like, here's a puzzle. You need to create a solution. Then you have a reason to use these tools. But just in the normal overworld, I think it's a lot. It's it's a lot of creativity. Which it can't, like, I try to, I almost don't use it 
is my, like I still. I, that's it, the like, way I describe it. I end up I end up playing more like it's Breath of the Wild anyway. Yeah. I'm playing with basic weapons, basic move sets. Like if, if I see like a, a hot air balloon piece, and you can attach hot air like to like wood, and then you can light a fire to make the hot. Like I'll usually like fly an air balloon. Like there's cool. There are cool mechanics. I'm not cool. arguing that there yeah. are not cool mechanics. They created. Problem. They just created a solution to a problem that they also created the problem for. Yeah. They, they introduced something that they made you want to use on their behalf. And it's something that I think, like, once you beat the game, you can just go back and let loose with all these crazy. Well, it's almost like a like a Minecraft type idea where it's like you have it's a like survival mode. You have a survival mode, but then you also have a creative mode. You can do whatever you want in creative mode, but there's a goal in survival mode. It's all kind of connected. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Right. I was gonna see. So if, if I enjoy Breath of the Wild, would you say I would you enjoy? I'm loving playing. This. I mean, I yeah. think we're both 100%. having a really good not, time playing. It. Not only that, the small quality of life improvements that they put into this game over Breath of the Wild, the ability to pick up open a chest, having all of your attack items full, and not have to yeah. close the chest, go back, drop, drop a weapon that yeah. you want, go back in. No, right from the menu, they give you the ability to drop something you don't and want you to have. Oh, that's and nice. Just it's very small nice. quality of life like things are incredible. Yeah. Cut out the yep. little yep. annoying you can things. Sort your, you can sort the way your items are like stacked now, too, so yep. it like puts it in a better, like most use order. Because like there's this function now that like if you use an arrow, you can hit up on the D-pad and like attach fuse something to that arrow, like an eyeball that makes it track, or like a fire plant that makes the it gems, a fire arrow. The gems oh. now have physical attack properties, like yeah. rubies and oh, sapphires actually new. do things. They yeah. have elements. They're not so just you, currency. So you right. put a ruby on an arrow and shoot it, and you now have a flame arrow. Wow. Or like, yeah, so like there's... And the, there's a lot. It's, it's, it's that same concept with Breath of the Wild where it was like, Hey, there's a tree. If I cut it, will I like, will I cut a tree down? It'll make well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, for, everything like, has they've, ramifications. They've, like, they've I mean, ramped it up to like, oh, anything you can think is still what you can probably do. Yeah, it's and, yeah, uh, it's a good way to describe it. You're still you're very capable. Just better. Of, yeah, I, I just I don't know if the mechanics are my favorite. I think the mechanics in Breath of the Wild, like I said, I miss Rivali's Gale daily when I play that game. The ability to shoot myself up in the air. That's that's one of my most used moves. Right, I got. They give you a new one in this one that shoots you like straight, straight forward, and it's like it's convenient in the level that you use that for. But like you'd rather shoot up anything. Yeah. I don't know if like if we get farther, we'll get something like that. I, yeah, I don't know. It is a. I like that that little so like now the little character like uh, like a fucking ghost form of them follows you around to like help out. Your little so, champion like, helps you out, yeah. He like has arrows too, so he'll shoot fucking bad guys with a with a bow and arrow too sometimes for you and then so Yeah, I mean neat. it was cool. It's I like yeah. little helpers. Yeah, and like I think the more temples we do, the more cuz I saw somebody playing it real quick online and he had like three little guys following so him. you're able to keep him out that's interesting because yeah, that was going to be one of the everywhere. That was well no 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 like multiple of them because from what oh, I yeah. thought it was happening was that you we'll only had to have one activated at I, saw, I saw a video of a guy had three right. so and I didn't just, even, it was before I got one I was like what the fuck are those things that's the benefit now of I not him having to play so much then like I still have so much to learn yeah I uh, I mean I probably have like 10 or 11 hours on this game and I just finished the first temple today because it's just there's so much to do and go. Like there's an, the, the map is now changed because there's this upheaval that happens. I'm sure you've maybe seen any of the trailers. Like so now you have an entire normal Hyrule map from the last game that has changed. But there's also the Sky Islands. So there's a second map. Oh. And there's an the X and y, the too. X and X and Y axis generally the same. The Z axis 
crazy different. Yeah, I've never even gone down to the. Underworld. I did. I went down once, and it was so dark down there. I'm like, well. I'm out. I don't want to be here. Yeah. It's terrifying. So is it continuing the storyline from Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it's like a yes. couple years later. I yes. Um, yeah, because some characters are like growing up. More they've even given you reasons. Like they tried to actually provide funny backstory on why you only have three hearts again to start. Like every Zelda yeah, game. Yeah, because you start the game with. Like, like, you a start the game like you would have at the end of Breath of the Wild. Where right. You jacked, you know, two full stamina yeah. wheels, all seventeen hearts, yeah, and then they give you a reason to lose it all, which is clever. I like the continuity. Yeah, yeah, it's. I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, both Breath of the Wild, like Breath of the Wild. I was just telling Brent this. It's not my favorite uh, Zelda game, but it's probably the best one, Breath of the Wild. And I think Tears Breath of the, of the Wild. Yes, is, I agree. Is, uh, the more I gotta play it, more. But I mean, it definitely has potential to be even better. I think that the mechanic swap will not allow it. To beat that one for me, but it will it it will be close yeah. because, like I said, even just for the quality of life improvements, it's a better game. Yeah. But Breath of the Wild, man, it will definitely be one of the subjective ones that I rate. But just like the time in which I played it and how much fun it was to play. Now that's one of the things that Tears of the Kingdom loses a little bit for me because it is the it's, lot of the same. It's almost the same game, yeah. So yeah, I, I think we could always have that argument of like which one's better, but I think that. For me, it will always be Breath of the Wild. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that agree with you. And I, I probably do. Well, I think, I think I gotta the... finish it to, to make a full, like, how do I feel about full this synopsis. Game. But uh, just from what I've played, I I heard, uh, and I've heard, like, so many stories. Like, I love, like, the online community around this game now, because, like, there's these Kurok seeds that you always gotta help get to their friends. Like, yeah. they're across, I'm sure you've seen it or some. Strap a fucking rocket, shoot them across, and. Things like that, or it's just, or you, like anything you could imagine. You're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, just go. Things like that are funny. Um, Nas told me, do you know those those hands? Have you encountered those like dark hands that come out of the ground? Yes, yes. Have you ever the beaten blight. them? No, I don't even know how. I haven't either. Nas texted me the other day. And he was like, have you fought those? I was like, no, I couldn't even. Like, I ran. I beat them, and then it turned into Phantom Ganon, and then fucking killed me. And I was like, what? Yeah, so don't kill those things. I found one in a cave. Stronger. I'm sure I found you might have found the same one I, in I a cave. I think so. Yeah, I was like stuck in. I don't and I like looked at it and I was just like, well, I'm gonna fight this thing because you know I'm Link, champion of time. Yeah. Here we go. We and then all ass. 17 of those hands gave me a spanking and it was over. Yeah. yeah, I tried to like go at a distance and shoot bomb arrows out. Of the, the arrow didn't even like make the health bar move. Mm -hmm. It was like one out of a million. Yeah, a lot of fun side quests. But, I mean, overall, you should get it. If yeah. You, if you really like Breath of the Wild, I wasn't sure if you had. I was going to message you. I liked Breath of the Wild, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask if you got Tears of the Kingdom. I, no. I knew you played Breath of the Wild. I, I think I read something yeah, pretty simple yes. where it was just the idea of, like, if you liked Breath of the Wild, you will like Tears of the Kingdom. If you didn't like Breath of the Wild, you won't like Tears of the Kingdom. Like, it's yeah, that I mean, easy. It's the same it game, literally, Yeah, it's that easy. And I know I actually didn't realize how polarizing even Breath of the Wild was on time of release because apparently it was so anti, like... Formulaic Zelda Woke. games that people will not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nope, stop that. Um, no, it was just more that like it was so non-linear Zelda with challenging dungeons yeah. and things like that that people were like, "This is Skyrim." Well, yeah, Brent just texted me or we were talking when I told him the news. He was like, "I didn't like it, but I like the open world in Pokemon, so I'm going to give Breath of the Wild another chance." And I was like, "If you like, if you like Scarlet and Violet's open world, then you're going to fucking love Breath of the Wild." Like, oh, but it's it's a big game. I could it's see Skyrim light in certain ways, where it's just like a, a yeah, like a, just a lot of walking. Yeah, lot of I mean it's a walking. I did miss time. the dungeons. I missed the temple. I am one of those people that I was like the, the the divine beast didn't really do anything for me. So when I heard temples were back, I was pretty stoked. 
though I went to the Wind Temple, and it was essentially just a Divine Beast. The so mechanics to like, get to the Wind Temple I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you got into it, you're like, yeah, this is Divine Beast Part 2. Yeah, I would agree that um, probably the weakest part for Breath of the Wild for me were the Divine Beast yeah, puzzles. Easy. It's they're, they're easy, and it like wasn't super interesting. Like, it was interesting they were all the same looking. get to some of them, yeah. um, but like they were all pretty much the same once you got yeah. inside. And yeah. It just wasn't the part of the game that I... I definitely agree with the criticism. Whether or not I feel that way is one thing, but I agree when people go, this is not yeah. traditional. Like, I get it. I just like a, a temple that's... You, like, they all... Like, think of old Zelda games. Every temple is, like, its, its own aesthetic. Yeah, it's like... Whereas the Divine Beasts all look the same. And I've only been in one temple in this game, so I don't know if... Because, honestly... They're all airships. The airship... <laughs> The airship essentially kind of looked like a divine. Oh beast. no, it was straight so up. Like, I mean, even the mecha mechanisms please, were. Please let the rest not be that way. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think we can combine our our new nerd shit because that's also what I'm doing is playing playing that. So, hmm. yeah. So, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, shout out to Nintendo if they want to give us any money for you know promoting give, giving this game, game a, a bump that it probably needs. Yeah. For the, people, uh, you haven't got it yet, so there's 60, 70 bucks right there. So, the dark Nintendo. bump. The dark bump. Gross. <laughs> 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 what do you got, Braden? What's your new nerd shit? So I've been playing a game that has been out for a while, but I never got to play it because it was a PS5 game. Um, but I got it on my PC. It's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. You, yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. you ever played it? I've never played it, but you I know it, a lot about it. I've never played it. Very fun. I thought you had. Not. I have it on my list to play. Yeah. But then again, same. that and 400 other games. Do you know, like, the general premise? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like the there was an AI apocalypse Ooh. of humanity real. on real Earth. close to home, kids. <laughs> yeah. And there was a writer's strike. And there was a <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Depending uh, how long whoever's listening to this is listening to it, uh, be nice to your AIs. They're uh, listening. Yep, they are. We respect them. Anyway, <laughs> already smarter than us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's an AI uh, apocalypse on Earth, and humanity is essentially sent back to like tribal era days. Like, except there are still. AI machines mm -hmm. around that will attack people. Little, like monsters. But humans adapt to it um, and create like these warrior cultures essentially based around hunting machines. Um, and they use like the machine parts to like enhance their armor and their gear and stuff. So like they're like primitive, like the person, uh, Aloy is the main character. She's from like a tribe that's kind of like barbarians. Like they are very isolationist and don't talk to a lot of people but you eventually go out into the world but they like there's a bunch of different tribes um that all like have different religions or based around technology okay. yeah or, i guess i don't i don't really know the nitty-gritty of the story i know the story all. of the apocalypse yeah taking over the world I, i'm aware of that yeah. this is zero done this is that's the first one this is the first one. Okay, yeah. yeah, I started playing it because I heard that the second one was coming out, and I was I think like, "It is out." Oh, I bet the, uh, I bet there's a PC version of it now. <laughs> um, I don't know if there is yet, to be honest. Yeah. Get PS Five, pussy. But no, uh, yeah, Unless so Sony it's, also wants to pay you. The the uh, animals themselves, it's kind. Of, it reminds me of I Assassin's Creed in a way, like the certain mechanics, because you have to like hide in bushes and 
Um, there's a stealth component. You can like stealth your way through things, but it's a hunting game essentially. Well, like I remember seeing trailers for it, and I remember thinking it kind of looked like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But, you know, not on a Switch, on that's a that's, PlayStation. That's another thing. The world is like super beautiful now because the part of the machine's programming was to like get rid of pollution and all of that stuff so like oh, the natural yeah. world has grown back yeah and we're like hunter gatherers again now there are other tribes that are like stronger they have like cities and stuff but it's still pretty mm -hmm. low end and they all it's funny because like they all have american accents they all like you can tell well, the main character she's ginger right yeah yeah she's like, oh, one of those things yeah <laughs> That's the noise gingers make. <laughs> we established that on a different episode. <laughs> um, Sorry if there's any shitters out there that are ginger. Yeah, no shade. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's I've been having a really fun time with it. The I'm getting to the point now where I can wreck most machines. They, I like the combat mechanics to it because there's like elemental damage that you have to do to certain but you have to like shoot off certain machine parts and if you shoot off, shoot off certain parts like they'll lose that ability mm. and you have to like there's like different ways you can hunt each machine and they're all like based off of animals mm -hmm. so there's like well, I saw them with them like dinosaurs yeah there's like a dinosaur yeah. looking one there's uh like a thunderbird there's uh like a zapdos yeah Oh, are they Pokemon? <laughs> they Pokemon? I they like Pokemon? Oh, and then, yeah, the biggest... Um, well, one of the best features of the game is that you get the ability to override machines. And, and then they become yours. yours. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You do So they are like Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, you weaken them? <laughs> no, you have to stealth. <laughs> you have sometimes to, you have to paralyze them? You have to sneak up on them. Um, and then, if not, you have to stun them. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, take them over. Pokeball. I mean, take them over. Yeah. My only criticism, though, is that only a few of them are mountable. Most of them are just, like, companions. And you can't order them around anywhere. Like, they stay in the same spot. Do they hurt? Do they yeah, fight they'll, for you? They'll, they'll attack any hostile machine in the area. Um, so, like, if you take over like a really strong machine right off the bat he'll like kill mm -hmm. all, the, all the things in the area kind of like um <laughs> on pokemon on, on the new ones where you press the left bumper and your your guy will run out and yeah. start attacking okay yeah. cool nice yeah i like that um technically this game came out first so pokemon borrowed from it honestly but the strongest <laughs> aspect about it like the combat mechanics are fun um it's like a really it's a slasher or there's a shooter it's a stealth Okay. Slash shooter, like you have a bow. She's got a bow. I was gonna say, I know she has a bow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later yeah, on, you get right. bombs and like special guns that like. Just like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite part of Pokemon. When you got your gun. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you give Pikachu his Glock, it looks so cool. <laughs> Go, Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> you can't catch other people's Pokemon, but you can kill them. <laughs> No, I've always pitch. wanted to try Horizon. I, I feel dumb. Like it's, it's been out. Been on my so, list so for so long. Come well, out and then it's just years yeah, yeah, before Yeah, that's I'm the problem. But the best because they all take forever. I mean, best thing about it, I, in my opinion, is the world building. Like, it's very interesting to travel the world. Um, 
Yeah, it's beautiful. From what I've seen, it's beautiful. Like graphics, it's, it's very yeah, it's cool. like there's like ancient ruins. Yeah. Like you can tell. That's how the sequel looked like in Avatar too. Like they went to the water in the sequel. Yeah, there's water. Like. Um, <laughs> there is water. There awesome. is water in the game. <laughs> I can confirm. Um, Salt or tap. It's fresh water, mostly. Those yeah. are your delegations? <laughs> they don't have tap water in this game. Oh, salt? Apocalyptic. Yeah, they're tribal. Salt and um, tap. Maybe there's yeah. a fucking Aquafina or something. I, like, don't know. Well, I guess that's not tap. Fresh water. Each tribe salt has like fresh. <laughs> but yeah, like... Chase just found out your thyroid was in your neck the oh, other shut day. Shut up, we can't put that on the it wasn't even the thyroid comment. It was we can't put that on the internet. <laughs> it's just yeah, in, people. fellow listener. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know where the thyroid was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, pituitary glands. Yeah, I, I don't. Because I thought it was like near your thighs. Thyroid. thyroid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You Why would I your root words? Yeah. yeah. It's uncomfortable when you get your spelt up by a doctor. <laughs> and I was in the room and they grabbed Miranda's neck and I was like, oh. Somebody about to catch hands right now. In the middle of a panic attack, I'm like, well, I've learned something new. So that's a plus. You know, way to make the best of a bad situation. If I die, I die knowing where the thyroid is. Just as God intended it. Good lord. We digress. But, um... I mean, how far... Like, you said you... I'm decently far into it now. There's still, um... I love when you get into a game. Yeah, there's still certain areas of the map that I haven't unlocked. Like, it's, like I said, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed. There's, like, yeah. high points that you have to go to to unlock areas of the map, but the fun and interesting thing about these ones is that they're robots, and they're called Tall Necks, and they are, like, this really <laughs> tall... That's a fucking derogatory term if I've ever heard there's some, Well, they're just, like, really <laughs> tall... Sorry, sorry. Like, they're essentially, like, a viewing platform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like on... Breath of the Wild and kind of, kind of like an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, game. yeah, and you have to like find a way to climb up onto them. But it's fun. I've heard only good things about it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's pretty, but uh, it, and it's on your. It's like, man, I almost got the VR with it, like the Horizon VR for the PS5, yeah. but then I canceled that and got this monitor instead. But. I also, when I bought the game, got the downloadable content already installed with it. So. That's good about when you wait to get a game. Yeah. You do get the whole package. Patient gamer. Penis yep. balls. All the, get the whole... The whole package. Whole dick. Honestly, so I I, I want to ask you about your other game, though, real quick, just to yep. follow up on... In a previous episode, Braden told us about a game he was playing called Ancestors. I heard that. I listened uh, to listen that intro. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually knew the game oh. when you started describing it, yes. Wow, okay, cool. Wow. Nice. Um, have you gotten farther on Ancestors? That's Not really. Not, no. I've been playing Horizon. Okay. Yeah. So your your things are still almost people. Yeah. Well, it got well because. Oh, I was gonna say, is it that evolution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's bad because it it got to the point where like, I'm already pretty evolved. Like I said, we're right. almost, almost people. Almost people. And I. Sixty hours in. It's at the point where it's like not hard anymore mm. because you wreck everything that you come across now. Nice. Yeah, so like, you used to have to like, of like, it used to be really hard because you had to avoid threats like predators and, and stuff, giant, giant snakes. Now it's just, I don't run away from anything. Things run away from me. And it's just that for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but now you have to get into the smart parts where you have to start developing things because yeah. you're yeah. a nation. Well, that's the thing. That starts smelting iron, <laughs> copper first, That's the sad first, thing. It didn't iron. get into any like <laughs> technology beyond 
sticks yep. and stones. Like, I was hoping to be able to make fire, but they never oh. even let you make fire. Oh, man, I was thinking that this would go, as, go yeah. as far as, like, a Civ game where you're, like, yeah. escalating from, like, cavemen up through, like, the modern age until who gets nukes first, and that's how you... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would have liked it to be more like that, or, like, Spore, if you've ever played it, where it's, like, you start mm -hmm. as a bacteria, and then you progress to the space age. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. That, that that would be cool. And that's kind of where I was hoping that game would go. That's why I wanted to follow up on it, because I was just like... I only knew the beginning of it when I started hearing you talk about it, so I also thought that they went all the way up to, like, modernity at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not. Unfortunately, no. It's just surviving the African savanna. Which you know pretty much a lot about. Would yep. you say that it looks like you did when you were there? <laughs> uh, some aspects, yeah. They got, they got some aspects right. But there were more people there. When you were there. When I was there, yeah. There weren't people there yet. I was making the people in the game. Right, right, right. right. Into people. But, fuck. That game just caught my eye, and I, uh, I really wanted to bring it up again. You should, you should get it. I don't. That's not a game for me. <laughs> that's not a game for me. No. But it's a game for you. Yeah. That's why I, I like about the podcast. Brayden and I, we're very similar, but we're also very different. So whenever we get to come onto this, we get to bring... For, for new nerd shit, it's always... Whatever he's about to tell me about, I'm like, what does he have? <laughs> I am not familiar. This one time he told me about this guy that raises ants and, like, fucking trains ants <laughs> to, like, fight and records them on YouTube. And I was, he doesn't train in the nuts. fight. He just records them right, when right. they he fight. Does, like, documentaries of ants. It's called Ant Ants Canada. Yeah, Ants yeah. Canada. He's going to get a shout-out on everyone. That, <laughs> funny. I, I, when you first told me about it, it was, like, our second one, and I was like... This is totally not what I expected <laughs> us to be talking about today. Yeah. Ants so. Canada. Yeah, he has like co co like video series of colonies huh. that he posts and he names them like a cool name and he just like tells their story of as they develop as a colony. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And interesting things will happen. Like one time <laughs> a snake got into their Exhibit. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a big one. It's a fucking Goliath. What did the ants survive? He had to uh, get it out. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping he... <laughs> fucking God's hand had to come in take care of business. Just always, answers always just right in front of you there. You know, just take these snakes. Just take the snake. Like, this is gonna ruin my entire show about the snake just kill <laughs> Chase is over here thinking the snake got in, and then the, the YouTube channel just changed to like Canada snakes. Snake Canada. <laughs> Apparently, it was maybe a bunch of ants could maybe together take down the snake. Ah, uh, it was apparently a type of snake that's known to like hide in or like lay eggs and like f uh like fertilizer like stuff that you would buy for like those kinds of exhibits mm. and like just it just hatched and oh my. came out and started eating things that's crazy like a <laughs> mythical monster but it was to them that's what it sounded like like yeah. a fucking basilisk from Harry Potter yeah. coming in <laughs> you were thinking the ants were gonna go to war with I, it I yeah. did I thought there was gonna be a battlefield here so yeah. the whole thing knocked out and it said just this epic snake and ant war the guy just comes in and gets it out like, <laughs> why'd you even post that Cool. Yeah, that's the that's new nerd shit. Now, uh, now let's get that out of the way. That was our stuff for anybody that didn't want to listen to Star Wars stuff. Cause guess what? It's May. It's May twentieth. 
I think in five days it's the actual birthday of Star Wars. I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure it's May 25th is when the first one came out. Might have to fact check that one. <clears throat> I know it's May 25th or 26th. So we, we decided to get it. We were going to do May 4th, but we pushed it so we could all be together today in person. And I think that, that makes for a better show. Um, I want to start today's episode with Star Wars Talk with let's do the news that came out of Star Wars Celebration. So we'll start with that and kind of the state of Star Wars right now. How does that, that sound great? The state of Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration news. Yes. And then we'll work our way to some other stuff. Um, so let's do the state of Star Wars and then we'll get to the news. So the state of Star Wars right now. How yeah. are... How, Weezer. I'm trying to refresh the memory on the celebration, but what I remember was new Ray movie. New Ray movie, yeah. New Ray movie. New Jedi Order, I guess through Ray. High years. High Republic. High Republic something. High Republic something. Movie, movie. I think it's a movie. So we're going both directions so far. One way far back and one way far forward. Yeah. I think I think it's not even High... I think it's Dawn of the Jedi. I Dawn of the Jedi. Okay, so not was. High Republic. So even like even before, before High Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we also have Ashoka TV show. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's... What else am I missing? And I think there what is else am I missing? one more... There's the... There's the... Uh, Dave Filoni movie, the the Mandalore, the Mandalore. Just about Dave Filoni. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Filoni. No, it's gonna be it's gonna it's be the, the uh, it's movie, gonna the be Thrawn movie essentially. Yeah, but it's gonna what was it? it's gonna be the uh, Avengers of the, the, the Disney the, Plus TV shows, right? right? Yes. Because they're gonna do some. I think right, Boba, Mando, Andor. Uh, not Andor. Not, not Andor. Andor. Not Andor. Everything that takes place during the post Return of the Jedi stuff that's on. Oh right, right, right. Andor's middle, middle, Andor's middle. Andor is yeah, freed Star Wars. And Ashoka though too. Then <laughs> you're right. And Ashoka then too. Right, right, right. She's kind of. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that's okay. a good. So that's pressure. that's the state of Star Wars. That's the upcoming state of Star Wars right now. The, yeah. The list of what we have to look forward to if they make. All I guess we things. could also call out that at the time when this would have been filmed, we were finishing up Mando season three, and Jedi Survivor was about to be released. Yeah, so that was kind of the preamble of all that as well. Yeah. So we're a little late to talking about yeah. this, but I think it's still. And they also they also announced a, a live action Cal Kestis as well, didn't they? He's going to start making a play into some of these TV shows. I think they like talking about. I don't know, like they've okay. got that actor to do it. I thought they announced. Anyway, that was just making sure that I had all the facts. Yeah, State of Star Wars is, um, I would say, optimistic. I think that it is. Wow. Okay. I think that it is moving in a direction because what we're seeing here with things like the TV shows, we're seeing. They're not all they're not all god tier. They're not all the greatest TV show they on aren't. the planet, but the core concepts of a lot of them are building this really cool TV foundation that's giving mo people more Star Wars than anybody's ever had in their entire life. There's a lot of Star Wars. And then you look into the aspects of what's coming up, right? You've got, you know, I think that with the eyes that the prequel or the sequel trilogy got and not the greatest of eyes, I think they'll probably do really well by retconning Ray, and maybe not retcon the right word, but give her a really good story that people don't agree with. Hopefully. Oh, I said optimistic. Remember, all this is like we're hoping yeah, that they yeah. saw the danger of their ways and maybe they'll course correct, I guess is the way I'm saying. If they're good, I don't it will want be them, good. I honestly don't want them to change anything. Yeah, retcon was not the right Just, word. Just um, give her a better story. Give her a story that actually ends in her doing something adventurous with the skills that she gathered through the series. Because it just yeah. kind of ended. 
And I'm not saying that she wasn't involved. She had a huge thing. But at the end, it was really Kylo-based in a way. And I think if they wanted to make it Kylo-based, they should have Kylo-based it a better. Exactly. You can't have the first movie in that trilogy end up starting with the Rey series and then all of a sudden be like, oh, it's about the Skywalkers. And it's just like, okay, well, what about her? I did you literally plan. Right. Well, we that and, too. And we can beat that to death. Yeah. So, I feel like they need to No, no, no. Her. I was doing state. <laughs> we don't need to go back and talk about that state. Yeah. What would that would be? 2015 state. I feel like they may need to make her make more mistakes, too, like, as a character. I feel like she's too perfect. Like, she solves every situation, like, immediately better than anyone else. Like, she was, like, way stronger than Luke compared to when he first started training. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that. I've seen people say that. It just makes I it mean... hard to kind of relate to her. I mean, the entire beginning of the third movie, though, is her, like, training and failing and feeling like she knows what's going on, even with the weird yeah. re-image scenes with Leia. The whole purpose of her scenes were, like, training and, and being more focused and being in the present. So, like, I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was, like, completely say that she was unfallible, but I think I see what you guys are saying, that she was just a beast and nothing ever caused her problems. Which... I mean, there's an entire monologue, or there's like entire scenes in the middle movie where she's like having a psychotic breakdown looking in mirrors at the bottom of <laughs> Luke's island. Like, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think things were going great for her. Right. Yeah. So maybe the scenes were a little bit more like self doubty and like less external failures and more internal failures. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen the argument with Ray being kind of Mary Sueish, and I'm just like. I mean, I guess. I mean, what I guess. <laughs> Mary Sueish is like a term that like they're just capable of doing anything. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's a new it's, one. A, it's a fem- yeah, female character, female character that's, that's capable of doing, of doing anything. anything. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I entirely agree because I, I look at Star Wars the way as they come out, and it's like <sighs> Luke blew up the Death Star with the Force. Like he, it's not a crazy Force move, but it's 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 he blew up the Death Star. <laughs> with the force and when you make a movie in 2015 it sucks but it's got to be flashier it's got you know she's got to be able to do things that look good on film today instead of, like we went back and watched all three of the old star wars movies before we saw return of the jedi theaters again it was like this is rough to look at like if i didn't have a a passion for these my whole life I would not want to be 30 watching uh, A New Hope now. No, no but I mean, not, yeah, I don't know but... if you can pick an entire culture where that's not the true yeah. reality. Like, if it has, if it was made in the 70s and then you're like, I grew up on this, people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You tell anybody to go back and watch Star Wars, they're going to be like, yeah, that was interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I just don't know. Do I have like, to watch all nine of them? <laughs> you have to watch every single one of them. Yeah. I, I like Ray. I've always liked Ray. I mean, I have the fucking lightsaber. I just think she's a character that that didn't get the potential that the, the should have. I mean, and I think that's what I was trying to say with the idea of that movie coming out. Hopefully they have the eyes to give the character yeah. the potential that people are just destroying. an interesting online. story. There's a good sto- the problem is in the sequels, there's a good story there. The, the granddaughter of the Emperor is a sick story. If you do it right. Yeah. Disney fumbled the bag. Oh my God. Boys. I can't tell you how frustrated I am about knowing that they had all these flashback scenes prepared for Rise of Skywalker that could have made that movie a million times better, that could have answered a lot of questions better, and they were like, we're not putting that in the movie. And it's just like, oh, oh. I hate that I have to forgive Rise of Skywalker. It's a movie that I've liked more and more every time I've watched it, but it's still like one of the worst Star Wars movies. It's just like, man, if they could have just, if they could have just 
put a few more scenes into that movie. All right, so if you like to stop you and say that that's not the state of Star Wars right now, we can go forward. That's I mean that's the, that is kind of the state of Star Wars. That's where we're left off with. That's but I but I mean I'm looking at everything that they announced and they talk about where we're going and yeah. like what like what's happening. That's fair. I mean I'm hoping that I'm a hopeful. lot of that stuff is. But it's scary, man. It's that's because why it's of optimistic. the sequels that when. Well, I'm glad you're optimistic. I'm also optimistic, but I don't know if the entire fandom is optimistic. The entire fandom sucks. It does. Suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like more often than not, they usually. I mean, half the people listening are probably shaking their head like, "Fuck oh, yeah." Yeah. Yeah. Most fandoms do. That's the problem with fandom. Like I was excited when I found out the Ray movie. I was pumped when I was like, "They're making a Ray movie." Because they can make I, it great. I knew right away that a lot of people were not going to be happy. I mean, it's cool that they're going to go the other direction as well. It's tough. Um, if it's good, it's gonna be great. Yeah. If it's not good, it's gonna it's get gonna be worse. Worse, yeah. Yeah. But. But I mean, think of the stuff. Like, when did Rogue One come out? In in 2016. In, in connection with the other three, though, like it was went it Force Awakens, Rogue One? Okay. And then Last Jedi. I mean, it just shows you like how good single stories can be. Yeah. Yeah. Andor. Andor in itself, the show is so fucking good that it's. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, because it, I mean, that's for me. That's like part of the state of Star Wars too, right? Like the current shows as well. Because you get you get a show like Andor, which is exceptional television. Can we all agree on that? That yeah. Andor is probably the fucking best 100%. Star Wars yeah. thing. Yes. Um, but then you get like shows like Obi Wan, which is just riddled with bad, bad stuff. Writing. It's got. It's just it's so got easy to fix. Like a fantastic core concept but when you cut out everything else the core concept only makes 15 minutes of an entire it makes eight episode worry. show yeah it, like the first episode was so good and then week after week i kept being like what the hell is like there were there are things and that's star wars anymore there are scenes in certain movies there are scenes in certain shows there are episodes of certain shows that i think are awesome riddled around just garbage <laughs> that somebody if they would have just read over the script or something it's like so that's what makes me worry. It's like, here's these awesome ideas that are lined up in the barrel. Please have somebody reread before we get why Obi-Wan um, can light flames and Darth Vader drags him across those flames or whatever, and then somebody lights bigger flames and Darth Vader can't get Obi-Wan anymore with the Force. Like, oh, I remember that conversation. That was the first, that remember, was the tipping point. I remember that, that like, conversation. That I remember where episode. I was when I had that conversation. Yeah, I called you. Yeah, I remember where I was when I had that conversation. Because it's like, like, yeah. The show, it hadn't gotten bad yet, but, like, that was the first part that was like, oh, they'll explain that, right? And then every episode after that had, like, something that was like, oh, my God. Like, so, like, ugh. I watched, Same with Book of Boba I watched a video, a YouTube video of a guy doing a comparison between scenes from Andor and Obi-Wan and just, like, what Obi-Wan could have done differently that they did in Andor mm -hmm. that would have made it better and like I, I watching him break down the scenes and like he slows down the scenes and stuff it's even worse because oh like there's parts where like stormtroopers just drop their weapons like they'll just like fumble and fall out of the way or like Obi-Wan like won't even really hurt someone but they'll just like fall down and be dead and like just bad like like almost looks like stage acting. They had like, that entire middle villain as well, the Night Sister that gets like stabbed in the heart in the middle yeah. of the TV show oh and then she's back like two episodes later by some magical plot armor that she was wearing. Yeah, she was, I mean I, yeah, like what a character that, I mean, whatever but that didn't really need to be a part of any of it. Yeah. You could have made that all Anakin and Obi-Wan and like little Leia and it would have been 
fine. I actually like the little lamb. I could no, I agree. I think you, I would have stopped with your first sentence where you're just like, just make it Obi Wan and Anakin and stop right there. Like <laughs> I would have been fine. Yeah, I didn't really like little Leia. It and... just felt like another problem that was introduced that did or a solution to a problem that they introduced. And if she didn't get captured like three times and in, 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 it was it was a so. story for the sake of being a story, but didn't tell. She almost fun. evaded them the first time in those woods. They could not catch her. <laughs> yeah, the, the adults. That really four-year-old yeah. was outrunning two thirty-five-year-olds. Well, so things like that. You know what I mean? Things like that are literally in Star Wars right now, and it's like, guys, you you got to do better than that. If if, if we're gonna nail these upcoming projects, you gotta do better than that. Because even Andor comes out, blows everybody's mind. But then, and we'll get to the Mando season three review. But like Mando season three comes out, and it. Can we say underperforms? It simmers. It's it's certainly a it's full of the same writing things that you're just like, please God, don't do this. I got about four episodes into season three of Mando, and I was just bored the whole time. I didn't even. There were there were, man, the second or third episode with catch the kid from the dragon episode mm -hmm. where you're just like you finish the episode and Dude, go, that episode was the worst one that served no purpose like there was no good there was nothing fun i feel like i just did a school assignment by sitting through that yeah that was that was the worst episode and, and i and I, then and not only that there's that weird like there's such a sticking line for me where all of a sudden one of the warriors jetpacks quits working and he starts falling and then in the final three episodes of that tv show they're on those jetpacks constantly. The they're flying through Mandalore, just losing their minds. And some <laughs> dude literally just drops out of the sky three episodes ago for flying for less than 15 minutes. I'm yeah. just like, this dude's leaving the planet to go up to the mothership to go tell him that shit's going just down. Not the most logically tight writing. They don't writing. think things through No, it. the continuity yeah. between episodes, if anything, in Star Wars universe is almost like a running gag at this point. That's what I mean. And it's like, man, come on. Like, duh. And it's it fucking is, Star Wars. And it is, like, on, its surf, on the surface, I don't <sighs> care about celebrity cameos yeah. and things like that but it is to the point where like you can't use cameos to fill in you know when the cameo is the purpose of your writing. episode yeah. you're not doing something correctly yeah like it should the focus should be around writing because like you could call Andy I wouldn't even call Andy Circus and Andor a cameo that's no, a whole he's role a, he's a character yeah, yeah. Um, I did not think about him when you said that he was that. a famous yeah, person because he did a very well to be fair his famousness is usually him as somebody else yeah <laughs> but, people, but yeah right you're right I people mean, know is. him now at this point and uh that was done really well but yeah. if the, yeah the sake of the episode is just the cameo or the sake of what makes the scene good is look at look at this real life famous person mm. well I, I mean I think I did exactly what they wanted me to do I was like is that Lizzo and Jack Black and then later on in that same episode I'm like is that Christopher or whatever his name is that is that Doc, is that Doc? <laughs> I just started talking about Back to the Future while I was watching one of the oh, most boring unnecessary worst episodes episode. worst episode and I'm just did like did you see that episode which episode? The, the Jack Black. And Jack Lizzo. Black and Lizzo. No, episode? never saw it. Okay. I thought that? that's what you were raging against about your cameos. No, oh yeah, that is what I was mentioning. But it's just like because I saw that and I was like, because that was when I was deciding if I should finish season three, yeah, and then I saw that and I'm like, it, yeah. okay, it's one yeah. of those things again. Like <laughs> the minute you see him, you're just kind of like, oh, this is just going to be about the fact that they're here. Okay, because it ended up being. It's like the second to last episode. It's like. 
for the third is to it? last. I can't it's, remember it's where like, it's there's at. There's that episode, and then it's two more, and the season ends. And it's, so we're that far in. Don't know what's going on with the story, and we had a whole episode of Oh, that's that right, shit. because that's this when she has... Reveal. That's because, yeah, we, we moved from the state of stars. Apparently we're unhappy it's with it. It's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy, but there are things to complain about. Optimistic, uh, but double-talking fuck, ourselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> We have to get the shit out of the way. We hope it's better. The man of, <laughs> yeah. We're telling you why we're optimistic, because it can't be this bad again, yeah. guys. It can't get much worse. Yeah, we're here. We've all watched we Jack Black and Lizzo be king and queen regent of a no-name planet for no reason. For an entire... And then you get five minutes of, I guess, substance at the end, right where, at the end. where you come yeah. in, but then it's just this weird, rushed, forced scene of awkwardness. Yeah. That's the thing that it's missing, I feel. It's just substance. Like, there's so many... Substance. Well, they take scenes. They take the best parts of an. (laughs) They take the best art parts of an episode and contract it down to ten minutes. Yeah. And then they put fifty minutes of filler on the front half. And what I don't understand is why couldn't you just switch those proportions? Like, could one you make the thing that's actually good longer? Yeah. And like, yeah, have a weird filler thing where like Jack Black's a clown, but make it ten minutes of an episode. Now, as we know, I'm an Andor snob, so I'm going to be one for a second. That's okay. He loves Andor. Yeah, I feel like Andor does it right where, like, no scene could be cut, I feel. Like, there's no, like, fluff or right. filler in yeah, Andor. Everything in Andor is important or connected in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't show things unless they're relevant. I think I know what you're trying to say, but I don't know if that's, like... I just think that every scene... It's not that they... You could tell the same story without half the scenes, but every scene they put in moved the story forward well. Yeah, enhanced it. You in you can way. take scenes out and be like, I still know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, that's I guess I But like everything they did out. was moving the story forward yeah. within the like, I don't know, three or four storylines that happened in an within interesting Andor. way too. Right. And it, like it it's moving the grander part forward, it's moving yeah. the individual episode forward, it's moving the scene forward. And that's a sign of tight writing. Right. It it's actually good Screenplay. It's compelling television. Yeah. Yes. Man, and Mandalorian season three. Because like I do like. Well, we can't even let season yeah. two off the hook. There's some stankers in that Honestly, one too. Honestly, that's fair. I'd, I'd like season two more, but I think season two's big moments were bigger than season three's big moments. Season three's big moments didn't. Yeah. Like well, I feel like we lost the reason that Mando worked, and, and as much as I, I don't know, as much as Mando worked, people loved the the the. the the journey between Mando and Grogu. Like, we know what's going on. Well, all of a sudden, that journey changes in Season 3. That's no longer this journey anymore. The journey kind of starts off like, there's no purpose. Like, he's like, I need to go bathe in living waters. And you're like, hold on, that's the entire season? Like, that's what his goal is? It's no, not- it's done within two episodes. Yeah. And then you're like, it didn't have a purpose. The other ones were like, we got to figure out what this thing does and who do we take it to. Yeah. 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 I... And I hate to say it because I didn't hate season three. I didn't hate it. It just no, had a lot of those no. things in it that, man, I was bummed. But it had yeah. a lot of good. It had a lot of good, too. It had a lot of good. Some of the fight, the climactic fighting, the introduction of things, the Moth Gideon twist was good. I like that whole episode where they went and did it with the professor or the, the scientist guy. Yeah, what was that? That was like episode three or something. <laughs> Completely yeah. random, but yeah. like... It was. It, it was, felt Andorish to me. There was also a lot of like, emotion like hidden in that episode that kind of freaked me out, like the ending of it, where I'm just like, "Oh, she's not. Oh, yeah. oh, oh." Yeah. oh. So when when I saw that episode, I was like, "Okay, this season could could go into a really new direction." It, that's right. And it really didn't. I mean, it did stuff with that, but like it did not, not do really. everything with that. So it's like everything's like a. The problem with making it into this this Avengers thing is everything's just kind of. We're just, we're just trying to get to something even bigger. We're going to do this series to get to the movie. 
I hope Ahsoka. Ahsoka looks fucking awesome. That that trailer looked amazing. Did you see the Ahsoka trailer? Yeah. It's dude. I don't. I think I did. I, yeah, I watched it three times. I just watched it the day of release, and mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since. Yeah. Yeah. They looks better, amazing. The Avengers team up movie has to be good because, or is it a TV show? It's a I think, movie. It's, I think a it's a movie. planned theatrical. But I also yeah. don't think it's for a hot minute. I think it's like two or three years down the road, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's a... Yeah. But it has to be good, because otherwise it is going to fall for the same criticisms that Marvel's getting yeah. with their movies, where it's like, there's a lot of scenes in Marvel movies that are strictly dedicated to setting up other movies. Well, not even that. And I also think if the movie fails out, it's going to have Final Game of Thrones problem where you go, why go back and watch all the other TV shows again when I know where this goes? Exactly. It goes to garbage. I don't want to finish this. Well, the shows need to make sure they're really good so people want to go see a movie about the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, think, like, season three I just, you know, It's, it's just going to rest on its laurels. you gotta, you got to have a pretty big build-up if you're going to have people be like, well, then go see this movie about all of this. Yeah. I mean, I think the heir to the Empire concept gets a lot of people excited and gets, you know, those of us who know about that whole storyline excited to see, like, how they live-action that shit. I am. I'm ecstatic about that. I just hope I don't do think it. I I don't think right. I realized that that was the framework of what that movie was going to be. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the direction that they're... Not not exactly that, but, like, I was like, going to say, how are they going to do Because, I mean, the Ahsoka trailer kind of hints at it, because... Well, that Thrawn was coming back. Right, right, right. But I think Dave Filoni just did a thing where he said that like Thrawn is the big bad, the Thanos. And I think I think like I'm really excited because I think a lot of people do want to see these stories of these characters doing things just a little bit after Return of the Jedi. Oh, hundred percent. So you get it if they can keep mastering deep fake, which I think honestly I I enjoyed how Luke Skywalker looked in the Boba Mm -hmm. Fett, not in Mando season two, but in Boba Fett. It's getting better. I think you could get even Luke Skywalker involved in some of this shit more often. Yeah, I mean... And you can get some pretty solid that era stuff. And Dave Filoni, he clearly knows Legends, so he's going to try to implement and turn some of the Legends stuff into He's also talked about how his team, he has a team of literal keep-me-straighters, where, like, he'll start doing things and he'll have, like, people fact-checking him against different aspects of lore. Yeah. Whether or not it's Legends or or, or not Legends, it's just like, hey, I want to do this, and they're just like, well, you can't do that, because in in 400 BC or before the Battle of Yavin, there was this going on. They need that, because they're... To be fair, I think that's the one thing I can't criticize most of Disney about is that they keep continuity relatively straightforward. They don't yeah. fuck with that, which yeah. is nice. They just got to make sure they can keep they just hire, story straight. They just have a rotating cast of interns for story writers, yep. and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't go well. I, yeah, I see why there's a writer's strike. Basic stuff. Basic stuff. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm really looking forward to the, to the Dawn of the Jedi thing, just because like I think it, it's good to get... Take it back. Yeah. Take it back. People will be asking for it'll be the first. Yeah, it'll be the first dip of the toes into any sort of like cinematic type pre episode one lifestyle, which is huge. All of it, yeah. Um, Get us out of this ballpark. Yeah, for it's wild too because like the episode one stuff and even slightly before it is kind of like a very small amount of time on a Star Wars timeline. Mm -hmm. Like they've established so much. They've established more on the back end than they have on the front end, and they have a good chunk of stuff in the front end as well. Yeah. But, like, the amount of stuff that goes back to the High Republic and, like, the Dawn of the Jedi, like they're doing here, and Rise of the Sith, and Battle of the, the Original Man. The Acolyte series. That's another series that's coming out. That one, that, I think it's a High Republic Sith Oh, show. interesting. I, yeah. I think that dropped off my radar completely. Oh, yeah, that's one. That's, that's a TV show? It's a TV show for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. 
It's a Sith. Uh, Interesting. I mean, that's cool too. I mean, they're just keeping it going. And I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about the video game, but that's one of my biggest compliments to it is how the game itself feels to be bridging old stuff, yeah, middle stuff, some and some stuff. of the new like futuristic stuff. And I mean, I respect the hell out of that because it's a cool way to bring in fans of almost every genre. So the idea that they're going to devote movie time, TV show time, a little bit of video game time, whatever it is, to something that people will to this day say the best video games are all about the old republic that like you, people love it people want it and now they're kind of playing to the people so much like everything else I hope they do it well I, I kind of forgot that the new game does touch into the high republic stuff yeah Th there needs to be more TV shows there needs to be Star Wars is best at it's live action That's, Star Wars is, is birth live action and for something to be real I think it needs to like the animated shows are good don't get me wrong but like you need to nail the live Well, the problem styles. with the animated shows, not so much for Visions, I guess that can get a pass, but, like, the big ones that everybody respects are, are, what'd you say? I said loves me some Visions. Oh, loves the part that everybody, visions. like, the part that, like, respect, it's still embedded in a kid's TV show. And I'm not going to say that's a problem. Star Wars is inherently a kid's TV show. But when it's, like, <laughs> originally Cartoon Network, I mean, like, listed it on, like, four o'clocks on a, you know, that's... That's prime kid TV time. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, so you can have really good Star Wars in there, but, like, I haven't gone back and watched most of it because... I've, heard, I've seen a good chunk of clips. I've watched the good clips, the yeah. substance stuff, but, it's like... It's pretty dark. Yeah. Definitely grows up with its audience. Yeah. I've heard that as well. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you can hide good Star Wars and weird stuff, so if you're going to start giving, you know, you got to yeah. keep it live action because it just has more of an, a, I don't know, an That's adult appeal. It, not many kids shows with topics of genocide and war crimes see, see, remember when Obi-Wan started it was like the day after that last like school shooting and they had to put a thing up because the episode literally starts with the Jedi Temple being raided and children being like ah! <laughs> it was like the day after that big shooting last May god I shouldn't laugh at that yeah, you shouldn't but I mean it's, 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 it's true um, <laughs> happy anniversary so getting dark um, <laughs> it's real things but it's something that happened they had to put a thing like literally in the episode I think it was like the day after just came up and it's like our bad it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like that but it was like some of this you know just like a something to put in no we filmed this before this happened sorry culpa. but yeah um uh, I'm just trying to pick which point I want to go into next really is I mean, one more thing about the Ray Skywalker movie, because mm. um, I think deep down that's probably the one I'm most excited about. I am a sequel uh, forgivist. I, I do like the sequels. I like. I, I. I mean, I love. I love the first two movies. So, uh, but um, I hope that Ray goes up against the 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 Yuzong the Yuzong Bong. I had heard mixed reviews on like how people felt about that concept, but it could be an interesting tie-in again to bring Legends more in spec. Do you know about them? I've heard of them, yeah. They're pretty... Um, I don't really remember so much, but like they're essentially this like species, this race from where like Star Wars is a galaxy far, far away. They're from like a separate galaxy, and they like make their way in to like... It's been so long since I read and, the books. And cause fucking chaos. They kill a fuck ton of people when they show up in those It's almost like a blight. Books. And I just think that's a cool something from Legends, since they're already doing that with Thrawn and, and a lot of other things in Star Wars. I mean, essentially the sequel movies are 
stuff from Legends. Like the clone Palpatine thing is all stuff that it is. It it's all from it's the Last like, Command and Heir to the Emperor. People so mad at these things, and it's like, well, these are. I mean, they're not well done, but they are concepts. That well, they actually, took. that's a great point to bring up too. People are thriving in the forgiveness of that one Dr. Pershing's being a clonist and like, oh, well, they're retconning all this stuff to make it make more sense in the sequel trilogy. And the entire time it was that's when I dawned on me, I'm like, well, this is literally one of the most revered storylines in all of Star Wars Legends. Yeah. But you guys just don't like how somebody else did it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people complain about the sequels and, like, I don't know if there was a complete plan there, but, like, I think they had a, a plan. I don't think like, a lot of people say like, "Oh, they just pulled Palpatine out of their ass." I'm like, I don't think how they, they did. showed they how they showed it. it without some of the like side media. Mm -hmm. How they showed it, yes, I give those people their credit. They did just pull Palpatine out of their ass. Somehow he returned. However, if you had any periphery vision on like where Star Wars was, what it was, what it's become, you can kind of be like, "Yeah, they didn't do it exactly yet, but I see what they're doing," mm -hmm. and you know, but. But if you're a basic movie fan, you wouldn't, so, you know. I think Ray was also always going to be, like, related to him in some way. I, I really do. I, I really don't know if I had do. an opinion on that. Uh, I, I just, because one of the things I saw is, like, Ray's theme is apparently um, Palpatine's theme, just, like, done in a different... Not a minor key, but a major key. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I watched the whole thing on it, and it essentially is that, and, like... They were giving you hints the entire time. I think JJ had a plan. I think then when Ryan took over, he wanted to kind of change the plan, and then JJ got it back and went on and changed the plan back because we fucking set a bunch of stuff up in the Force Awakens for this girl to be somebody. Because multiple people are like, "What girl? Who's the girl? What's going on with that girl?" For her then to be like, "She's not anybody." And I was always, like, even when I saw the the Last Jedi, I was like, "She's not not anybody." And everybody got so mad at the Last Jedi because of things Kylo Ren says, and I'm just like. You do know he's the bad guy, right? You're not supposed to like what he says, right? You know that, right? Yeah, but he's attractive. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his shirt off and he's got his pecs Yeah, on. but I mean... Hmm. Topless I, I Kylo Ren has a six-pack abs. <laughs> Kylo Ren's a punk bitch. <laughs> um, I mean, I like Kylo Ren. I, I, like, I like the characters. I like some of the ideas... Um, Man, that opening scene in The Force Awakens is, comes out so strong. I don't know if it's the exact opening scene, but like one of the first scenes where they're on that planet and Kylo comes out and stops the blaster bolt. Sure. And like that was, yeah, like that was the, cool. That was like the opening to like, what are they about to do? I think immediately when I saw that scene in theaters, I was like, I don't think any like here we go. Nearly started on such a high. Note. Yeah, nearly no one was mad at The Force Awakens when it came out. Like, they were all pretty excited. It was The Last Jedi where, like, the split really took. And it, uh, that blew my mind. I remember leaving The Last Jedi and feeling like a fucking king. Like, I was like, that was a great movie. Like, we went out into town and told people we had just seen it. People were like, oh, was it good? And I was like, it was amazing. And then the next day I went on the internet and it was like, oh, a lot of people hate it, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I uh, am the biggest cheerleader of them. They are good movies and like as far as Star Wars content they introduce a lot of cool things they do some weird things and then they do homages to old stuff that I respect the hell out of but I mean some people hate which is right but like I don't I won't sit here and be like I like what what did you call yourself a prequel uh, apologist? A, sequel apologist. a sequel apologist I'm more just like a, they were Star Wars content that happened and they're <laughs> you know they're fine okay. um, I, I don't 
dislike them. I'm not sitting here saying they're shit. Yeah. I just think, don't that, think like, they ruined anything. No, they're fine. They were for a self-contained generation of children. They're probably going to love them, which yeah. is great. That's the important part. Yeah. I'm a 31 year old jaded man who loves the Star Wars I knew. Right? They probably were never going to win me completely over. But then again, they have with the TV show, so maybe not. But yeah, they're good. They're fine. But I'm not an apologist, and I'm also not a hater. That's, I mean, yeah. I guess my, uh, I, what I really wanted to get to, I always, when I, when I bring up the sequels, I gotta get into it, but what I really wanted to get up to is, like, I think because of me being an apologist, I just really want this right, because I think if the Ray movie nails it, we're back, baby. Like, it saves something. Maybe. I think the problem is if the Ray movie nails it, though, we're, they're not going to do anything. Like, they're not talking about doing anything. they got to do what they this first. You know what I mean? Yeah. In yeah. the past five years, there have been lots of Star Wars projects that have just been like, we're going to do this, and it's fucking gone. They nuked a lot they of talk. They nuked a lot of stuff. They knocked a lot so, of talk. I just hope all this stuff even gets made in general. True. That's the real maybe, thing. Maybe that's Wars. where my optimistic sentence should have came from. It's just more like, I'm optimistic that they'll make this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I I hope so. I want to see Ray. I want to see more. I want to see. What, what is Finn gonna be in it? I don't know, but I would that would be cool too. Every all those. I don't know if John Boyega some, likes uh, yeah, working for because they took him off the posters in China. <laughs> yeah, they don't like black people there. Yeah. <laughs> they like Chinese people there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. We can move probably off the state of Star Wars unless you guys have anything more you want to say. I, I thought we kind of moved off the state of Star Wars in the middle of yeah, that we, conversation. That's fair. Okay, well. Got our Mando Season 3 review in. We did get our Mando Season we 3 did, review yeah. in, so we can get off of that. Um, it also happened. Vision Season mm -hmm. 2 is good. Vision Season 2 is pretty solid. Yeah, I watched, watched the whole thing. Yep. most of it. <laughs> Why don't you tell the audience what happened this week? I want an episode-by-episode episode breakdown. So, yeah. Visions <laughs> is a show about Star Wars things. Um, each episode is in a different animation style done by a different animation studio. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all non-canon stories, so they can basically go wild with whatever kind of creative concept they want to go with as long as it's Star Wars themed, because they don't have to worry about canon and continuity and all things like that. So each episode is really different and it would be hard to describe um, and give it the due diligence and justice that each one deserves because they really are just great. I would just say, audience, go see it for yourselves. <laughs> well, As you well, should well. too, Disney, Disney, if you want to give them money... Like... It's a good thing you saw season one. Yeah, that's season one, so that helps. Season two... I feel like I've been there. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that was the pitch meeting for this oh fucking series. <laughs> He's good at stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, which episode of season two did you watch? Brady told one. me he watched all of it. He texted me. He just, he just told me randomly. <laughs> I watched all of Vision season two. Can't wait to do the podcast. Something along those lines. So today I asked him about it. He was like, I only actually watched one episode. And Unprompted, he just told me he watched all of it, so now we're here. I watched the first episode. You watched the first one with the... the that yeah. one was good, I really liked that. That one was really pretty. Really pretty animation, that was my favorite thing about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you haven't watched any of season two? I've n I think I've only watched one or two of season one. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should watch 
all of it. I mean, <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't need to take fake reviews from you. <laughs> he can at least attest for season one. Season one, that, yes. that's the season that like hooked me. Like as soon but as I, I started watching it, I was like, the one episode I, I did watch, I immediately liked. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And that's like the first one of the new season is pretty good. Um, uh, I've watched, I think we watched five or six of the episodes of the new season, and I think I think I still like season one more. I think there's more interesting tones in season one. Because um, what's the first episode like samurai based in yes, season one? Yes. And I remember yeah, much remember so cool, I remember very much remember the art style of it. There's a there's another episode in season so one where it's very I always call, it's my favorite. It's very a lot Star Wars and a lot anime. It takes like the highs of both concepts and then just mix them. And Which episode? It's is that? the one. Is that the one they sing? It's not the singing one. Not the singing one. It's, it's the one. It's the well, one that we showed. Not to make swag. the joke about the South Park episode where they get the ninja stars and they go anime <laughs> <laughs> and they're singing in it. That's hey, hey, let's oh, go, no, let's go, dude. I'm gonna yes, be a bit of a there is a singing episode of, of, of Star Wars Vision that's pretty good too, where this guy used to be a Jedi, and he, uh, <laughs> during the purge, he, he like, you know, started a pitch perfect. He, he ended up on Tatooine, and then he came up, no, he became like a singer in a band, and they play at Jabba's Palace, and like, Boba Fett's there, and he's tapping his feet, and they're just rocking out, and it's a whole thing. Like and it's, it's like Jabba Hutt's, like, brother is part of the band or something. Yeah. And, like, Gorduga. Yeah. Gorduga the Hutt. I think it's, like, a completely made. Because, like, it's all made up. None of it's canon. But the one episode that I'm talking about that mixes anime really hard, it's, the like, twins. there are two twins. It's called Twins, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's got Neil Patrick Harris voicing, like, the Luke. But it's not Luke, but it's just, it's fucking, it's, everything they say is, it's very Star Wars, but it's also very anime. Like, the, the, the way they speak, the, the, they get their lightsabers in their fucking huge. <laughs> and they're on ships and it's just wild and it's just like the best of both worlds like Star Wars anime combined and then there's just some really like more tame ones that are like deep and dark and and they're one-offs so you, you they always leave you wanting more there was yeah. a lot this season I think season two had more things that I was like I want to see more of those characters like there was this expand one expand upon this me or them no them <laughs> <laughs> Sir, continue. You have me intrigued. To a dark, no. Um, (laughs) No, you end the episode going expand on this. There's this one that's called like I don't. It's about like they go to find a ghost or some shit, and it's it's just really interesting. That's the one I was gonna say. Like I want to see more of that character. What happens with her? And like this character basically ends to go. I'm not really sure what kind of ghost it is, but she defeats. It's actually a living. I think it's a living creature by the end of it and she kills it and like she's being she has this like ambulance throughout it that's like guiding her through the forest and you're like what is going on here and then this like sith lord shows up like at the end to be like i'm the one who's been guiding you come with me and this girl like leaves her friends to go join this like like you think it's a jedi story but she becomes she's like joins a sith lord then they just fly off and you're like where does that story go with this like season two focus a lot on sith Season two focuses probably more on because uh, the first episode is literally called. It's Sith. called Sith. Yeah, I'd say there's a good split uh, it, it, here from the episodes I've seen. Though 
most they all focus on kyber crystals to some extent. <laughs> That's like, fair. They yeah. are constantly just doing something with kyber crystals in season two. Must be a Disney thing because isn't there's a huge section in the first Jedi Survivor Jedi game where you have right, to like go through caves. Yeah, and they like, are they are really just going. They're like, like we haven't said this crystals. for the first nine movies, but we're gonna hit the next ten. Almost years. every episode of season two that I have watched has something to do with kyber crystals. Mm. To some the one extent. we watched today, the girl neutralizes them with her singing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, more wow. singing. And then yeah. singing. the cool thing is, there's there's so many different <laughs> animation companies, so everyone looks different, feels different, um, and they're just yeah, interesting. There was the one we watched that the Legend of Korra people did, oh, and that was is it in that cool. style? It's in that yeah. like, but like like now Gorgeous. modern then, so like the anim- they they got better. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and they're, they're short. They're 14, 15, 16 minutes tops. Yeah, very easy to just watch one. And and like there's nothing, there's no, like sometimes you watch, I think the things that make Star Wars rough is like you see them fuck something up and that like fucks with everything sort of. But these, they're safe. They're they're out of the universe. They're not in canon. They're, they're, they have the, they have the essence of Star Wars, the things you like, the things that resonate with you about Star Wars. Maybe they should turn all of their other media into those little clips and it would save us a lot. Actually, you and I talked about that (laughs) back when we talked about Obi-Wan when it ended. We had talked about the best thing that Star Wars could do was just turn these storylines into like a multimedia 30 to 50 minute episode thing where they just do that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like, we we talked about like doing, I guess it would be considered a visions, but it's like, with canon. With canon. Yeah. There you go. Boom. It would be like, just take the good well, parts of Obi-Wan. I tell you what, they kind of do. Did you see, it was earlier this year it came out, it was something where they did the Dooku storyline and they Tales did the, of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Yes, they did. I did. I didn't watch those. I know they were good. Exist. That was pretty fucking solid and it was essentially that. That's, Animated still, but right. it shows so, Dooku's like, life yeah. and how he became like, yes, evil. Yes, there's one on Dooku and then there's one on, on Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And the Ahsoka one's fine. It made Dooku like a way more interesting character. It's, it was pretty so cool. Is it, but is it like... It's actually the story that is canon of his life. Yeah, or it's a what if story. No, it's a canon. Okay, so that yes, that's exactly yeah. what they do because they could have done that. And there's that another season of that coming out for like Obi Wan, and instead of having the TV show of Obi Wan, or make yeah. it a live action TV show, but make it just Quick. three episodes. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. don't need the other stuff. I understand that <laughs> Young Leia had appeal, but like. Sure. Cut all that out. Just yeah. make it Obi Wan protecting Luke, being nervous, the the Empire being aware of some shit. He Darth Vader's still looking for him. You could literally just do the parts where Obi Wan has to interact with Darth Vader, have four episodes of that, and call it a Visions thing or yeah, uh, right. the Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi, and that's yeah. it. You don't need any more than that. Get you and McGregor to do it. Not to mention, throw him a bag for four episodes. He's gonna love it. He'll be there even faster. He's pumped. Yeah, right? He's he like he loved what he You did can end her. the same way, and we wouldn't have to be sitting here going, "Yeah, most Obi Wan kind of sucked." Because yeah. it's like, no, it was fucking great because it was. I hope Maybe. they do learn. I hope they do because like uh, people like uh, all the revisions, season one and two, both get really great reviews. And yeah. same with when Tales of the Jedi came out. Like I hope I wish Tales of the Jedi had more. Like it was yeah. just Ahsoka and Dooku. And I, I was like, man, give best, me more. Best thing characters. Tales of the Jedi did was tell us about uh, the fate of Yaddle. Yeah. Oh know. really? Yeah. The fate of Yaddle. Yeah. Yeah. Is that on the top of mind yeah. for you? Yeah. I always yeah, wonder where Yaddle goes. Yeah, they're really, like I said, they're quick. Hey, they're all like twelve episodes. Quick fact: there is there is Yaddle uh, expanded lore in the new Jedi game. Actually, really, I have not gotten to that point. Yeah, no, that's Man, that can't. Yaddle fans are eaten. <laughs> <laughs> they have been on a hiatus since episode one. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine, and now she's back. Yarl, Poof, and Yaddle. Two of my favorite Jedi Masters. I'm interested to see that in that game because I 
because I mean, it's not big, but like they have specific callouts in some of the the sure. stuff that they are. She's and she's voiced by somebody pretty. Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, is that who does yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Oh, um, really? Yeah. He's got a big old butt. Yeah. 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 It's it's a proportion. Not the Yoda cheeks, you know. Bulbous. Not the Yoda cheeks. Yeah. Uh, When are we gonna get more uh, pod racing TV shows? I would like that. Uh, They can make a really cool pod racing show. I would like some pod racing visions. Okay. Here. I would like some. I would like a Pod Racers vision. Even episode. just an episode. I mean, Pod just Racing an episode. is cool. Well, not to mention Episode One Racer with the varied tracks and they have all these characters and they actually even have a little storyline with it. Pod I'm racing. only half yeah. joking about that because I, I think it would be cool. I thought the Pod Racing scene I was think, the most entertaining scene in Episode One. I think Episode One is a good movie. Sure, but let's not go into controversy. <laughs> let's not go into controversy. Right yeah, nobody's now. gonna trust what I say anymore. They're like, he likes his sequels. He likes episodes. Pretty much everything that you said up to this point is just like washed, and that includes the entirety of your podcast library. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Though I think of the prequels, it's the most that feels like a movie, as opposed to like the other ones just seem like a bunch of fucking scenes. violence. Like cutting. Like I love Revenge of the Sith. Don't get me wrong; it's one of my favorite. But it doesn't flow very well. Whereas Phantom Menace at least flows as a movie really well. I have to rewatch him again. I don't think I. I don't have enough opinion the core on that. The plot that just way. wasn't very. Interesting. And I think George Lucas's writing got worse. Like his like his dialogue wasn't that one got of the biggest. Worse. Wasn't that one of the biggest like criticisms of the final sequel movie too, where they're just like it's so choppy and everything just keeps. That was a criticism for it the It is original. a fast. Yeah, it's it's, that, it's just yeah, like now we're in the desert. desert now we're in the like rise the sky. That's okay. Like, boom, 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 it was boom, a criticism boom, boom, of the no, original trilogy. His writing. That's um, fair. Like the actors, like there's clips of Mark Hamill saying like some of the lines he, George wanted him to say. He's like, "Who talks like?" Yeah, this? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know Here's if I have it. like that's an interesting take. I don't have enough of a thought, but that's an interesting. Take. I, I think, think the dialogue me... in the original trilogy is great, but I do, yeah. but there were. Yeah, I yeah. do. I think the actors pushed back to change them more, things. but One like the "I love you, I know" is like a change. That yeah, George, George Lucas. Uh, Grew too powerful, and, and, and by the time the '90s came in, no one could rein him in. Yeah, I just think I think if you go back and watch Episode One, it's got a lot of stuff that people don't like. But like it, to me, of the three prequel movies, it just feels like a mo- like the most cohesive. Like, you know, Liam Neeson's there. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> already a Paramount movie with you him. You know, and I like I don't, I don't know. I think there's, if you watch Episode One and then watch Episode Three, you can see how they kind of like changed. They do that uh, Jedi Ninja Naruto speed run right, that yeah. you never see ever like again. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought their arms were dragging me. <laughs> Might as well. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go like they go to the Gungan city. Not that the other movies don't go, but I don't know. I just think to me, Phantom Menace feels more like the original trilogy than two and three feel. That's more of what I mean. I. Do I think it's like a fucking exceptional piece of film? No, but... You said it was a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I didn't say it was a great movie. It's a good movie. People, it's, it's like ranked as like the worst, one of the worst. Yeah, like, I get bored watching it. I, I love episode one. That movie. fucking lightsaber battle at the end might be the best one in the entire Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Not, not only that, just the cross cuts between the three different adventures and the music yeah, playing music's in great. the background. Yeah. I, I won't sit here and say anything bad about episode one or two or three. I, I, I very much respect those movies, and they have a lot for me in terms of... But, again, much like I would get this pre-sequel trilogy off the hook for a lot of its sins because of the clientele, 
I was the clientele for those movies. You sure were. I was a mid to early teenager who was so or mid teenager who was jazzed about more Star Wars. I yeah. was here for it. I think uh, we were twelve. And yeah. When Episode three came out. So. Right. Yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna sit here and I say anything nine. bad about them. Um, but I do want a Visions episode with the pod racer. Yeah, but what I was getting, I was like, I love the pod racing scene in Phantom Menace. It's like, that's a fantastic scene. I think episodes two and three could... Use um, for more pod racing. Some, something cool like that, you know? Um, <laughs> it could do with more pod racing. Just take out the middle of the movie. Just take out the middle of the movie. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> uh. But I, I, I like the idea of just more short stories, and I, I'm surprised there isn't more pod racing stuff because I, I don't think people dislike pod racing. No. And there needs to be more spaceship battle stuff. I think Rogue One was a movie that didn't end with a lightsaber battle, but ended with an awesome spaceship battle, and I want more spaceship battles in my Star Wars movies. I When they do gravity of size within Star Wars and do it well, I think it's one of the most breathtaking things on TV. When you have these Star Destroyers that just come out of nowhere and they show the pure size of these things over top of planets, yeah, they had a few scenes both in Andor and Mando where they showed the pure size of the things that they were flying. Yeah. yeah. And it looked good. Those are the coolest fucking scenes. Even from my perspective as an adult, I'm just like, those things are so cool. They're so huge. Like that whatever, what that flagship that the Mandalorians were flying. Yes. And they go to land yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, on the man. city yeah. with with Carl Withers as the mayor. And they cool. land and they land that thing outside of the city. And it's just like they just <laughs> go. Yeah, they they put a really good amount of their budget into making the ships look really good. And then Rogue the One does it too with like the size of Star Destroyers. It's one of the things when you actually go back and watch the original stories, we have that like Super Star Destroyer, the class, it's huge, right? It's massive. But they don't really show you how massive it is. No. They just show you it in space. And sure, they'll put other Star Destroyers beside it, but that means nothing as well because they've never put Star Destroyers near something little. Yeah. Then they have the scene in Rogue One where they have that Star Destroyer where it's about to destroy a city. Saw Guerrera City or yeah, the city yeah, that the he's Jedi. outside of. Yeah. Jeddah. Yeah, he's about to destroy that. And it's actually a Star Destroyer sitting on the surface it of the planned. Earth. Yeah, 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 and like yeah. at that moment, you're just yeah, like, really holy cool. fuck, they're huge. They are huge. And then you're like, damn, I would love to have seen... Well, actually, another tangent on that is just the idea of like in the original Jedi Order game, you're a you're a deconstructionist. Like that's what Cal Kestis yeah. is oh, when yeah, he's hiding. Running you're running up Star Destroyers that are just yeah. monumental. And like that's what makes Star Wars like, first off, fucking awesome. But like that they idea... had that with Rey in the first... Oh yeah, she's, where she's like she's, she's climbing inside. Of she's yeah. junk hauling outside of like pieces of broken ship. Yeah, I don't even know how I got on this tear. I don't care. Yeah, but like, like but like that is such a cool. You were talking about space battles. <laughs> I think they could do space battles so much cooler if they did ways to just show you the insanity of what they're doing. You have an X-wing that is this big, mm -hmm. flying up the side of a Star Destroyer and like zooming in and out. I don't know how you do that in film, yeah. but you're right. They should make a Rogue Squadron type game with just the most insane, or, or right, not game, I didn't mean game, movie, TV show, Anything. with like the most insane like aerial fights. Yeah. And, and the right gravity of it all. It oh doesn't even have to be like wide scale, huge. Every star destroyer has a a, a beam, be, a, a Death Star cannon sure. on them. No, 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 no. I want like I want what happens when the X wings all of a sudden realize they just stumbled into a weird Imperial blockade that's yeah. like in the and they're like holy shit they come out of hyperspace thinking they're going to like 
uh, a rebel base, and they realize that the Empire beat them there, but they have to come out of hyperspace and instantly go into attack mode, and then it's just like, well, and they're like... One of my sick. favorite space battle scenes is in Andor, and it's a very small space battle scene where it's just Luthen's ship that's uh, yeah, it's, in that Yeah, and, and it's also like a refurbished like, Hyde Cruiser because it's yeah. got like the laser output that flips. And, and it's because like there are stakes, they use tactics... It's like like you know where everything Isn't is. Isn't it incredible how good that TV show is that I had to remember that scene that you're describing, though? Yeah. Because there's so many good damn scenes in yeah. that episode. Um, yes, you're completely right, and that would be an incredible way to do it. If they could do that, and like... I mean, even the ground of, ground to of sky stuff that they did in Rogue One, where they had to like go through like the shield opening, and like mm, it was like floating. Oh, yeah, dude, like there's so sick. there's so much stuff that they could do in there, and it's like that's such an untapped. Mine. I've always said that the spaceship battles in Star Wars are just as important as, the, as a lightsaber battle. Yeah, hey man. Like, that's why two of the and three... And I mean, the first Star Wars movie ends... It, mo, mo, like, most people think of Star Wars movies like they end with a lightsaber battle, but the first one ends with a spaceship a, battle. Space yes. battle. It ends with one of the Death Star. And, um... Oh, and like even then they got the gravity of it all right in the modern time where they show these little X-Wings flying down the walls of this Death Star and then into a chute that's only like yay wide on each side of the wings. I don't know why I'm so impressed by the aspect ratio right now, it but like giant cool. things like just look so impressive in Star Wars. If you nail it, yeah, it's, it's fun to see and I just, I think that there needs to be more movies or TV shows or anything where they... There's a classic cruiser... There's a class and cruiser of one of these, um, the Dreadnought class cruiser. They, I think they brought it in recently to a game, but it used to be a Legends concept of just this hidden fleet that the Empire had found after trying to save itself after the third Death Star blew up, which has now all been retconned by Common Disney. But these things were supposed to be like two times the size of Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. Like just astronomical, takes 45 minutes to turn the thing in midair, you know beast of ships and like I always thought in my head it's like okay well you had the Empire's Super Star Destroyer and then you had this thing sitting over top of like they just keep getting bigger yeah yeah. I'm gonna stop talking about spaceships no it's cool it's yeah cool. no to me the most interesting <laughs> thing about Star Wars besides the Force and Jedi are Pod the, the yes yeah. <laughs> are the spaceships the like the different kinds of spaceships I think they're cool Yes. You you were you got stuck on like a whole series of like a YouTube yeah hole he like Eckhart Slatter yeah he just talks about space battles and Star Wars and different kinds of and spaceships. That's the magic of the legends because there's so many battles and cruiser types that have never seen any light of day on a screen that just go hard. Yeah. Anybody at Lucasfilm is listening? Come on, give us some. They almost did that Rogue Squadron series. Don't even feel like we're asking for wild stuff here. This has got to be good you stuff. You can mix it into the stuff like that's the thing with. The sequels that I wish that I, I at least wish in Rise of Skywalker that they could have nailed a better. Like the yeah. spaceship battle begins fine, but it like it didn't have that. It's all it's all it's all foreplay. <sighs> there's no there's no end to it because they end it in a weird way. Like the one at the very end of the movie where yes. they get all like yeah. it's great. It starts well, but like then the spaceships actively didn't have a whole lot to do there. They yeah, like, just showed up and blew shit up. It's yeah. just like, they're there for the effect of... Like, right! It was, oh, it's, it was like, like look at how cool stakes, this looks. But it's not like... This is something to happen until Rey kills Palpatine. Yep. Like, honestly, the part where they were running up the one Death Star could just, like, tip it. Oh, yeah, the one the Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The horses when they're riding on. Yeah. I do... 
One more thing about that, and then we're gonna move on to something else. But I, I do really, I've always appreciated them. I like the battle, the lightsaber battle on the broken Death Star, on the planet in Rise of Skywalker oh, with Rey and Kylo. Yeah, I like that idea. Water. I like the concept. I know a lot of people have an issue with like how they use the knife to find the thing, but I'm just like that was cheesy. But whatever. the lightsaber get was me good. into that broken Death Star. Like I like that kind of shit. All the like little nods at old Star Wars shit that they threw into that, I appreciate. I love exploring broken abandoned things urban exploration yeah which is why i like star wars urban because it's a yeah there you go post-apocalyptic yeah that's fair that's why i like the fallout games too i was just about to say have you played project zomboid yet yes yes the top-down zombie like the most unforgiving sorry for me nerd shit but i'm bad at it but like that's the ultimate exploration game because you're literally just crawling in people's houses and buildings i love that game i don't know this um I, I feel like I wanted to get into the video game, but we've kind of talked about the video game, and we can even go back to it, but there's so much that we're talking about right now that I, I it, it made me want to say things about this, so I want to get into the Return of the Jedi, 40th, you know, birthday discussion, what we love about Return Happy of the birthday, Jedi, specifically. Happy birthday, Return of the Jedi. Happy birthday, Happy Return birthday. of the Jedi. Um, yeah, so Brayden and I candles. went and saw it a couple weeks back in theaters for for this situation. Were there differences? Were there changes that they put into this? That it in, was the special editions. You know what I mean? The most right, right. But I did. They didn't like have anything that was unreleased that they put in this no. one. No. Okay. No. Okay. They just played like the most updated um, special edition that George okay. would have done. Cool, cool. You know, Darth Vader went no. Because I was going to be my end. first question. Um, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit happened. The episode that I, again, watched on Disney Plus about three days after that also had the no... Yeah, so it's it's the most modern, whatever the latest fix-up of it is, and that's what we got. Which I was fine with, because that's the one I've probably seen the most. I have all three copies of the, what do they call it, the Demastered Edition. Sure, yeah. I have yeah. all of them on my computer. Oh, wow. They're... They're fun watches because they are as God intended it. You yeah. know, as yeah. my nana used to have the original like un CGI uh, VHS tapes of the pre ninety threes or whatever. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I she got rid of them. Those two once. Got the files. I can I'm share the files. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's why I have a computer. I can send them all to you, yeah. and I'll watch them. And I would. I mean, any version of Return of the Jedi is good for me because I just fuck it. It's. Uh, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is your favorite Star Wars movie. Okay, I thought Return of the Jedi was also yours. Um, Return of the Jedi's up there. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's a 51 Seeing it in, in theaters for the first time was uh, yeah. certainly an experience. It was wonderful. Besides the part I fell asleep at. You didn't, you guys, you got... What? Oh, pause right there for a minute. Um, I fell asleep for a minute. <laughs> It's the part where they're in the, where they're on Endor, and it's a lot of talking, and it's just like like dialogue, and it's How old are you again? all dialogue. Yeah. I know, twenty six. <laughs> well, like, I heard that same complaint from my six year old cousin one time. It's just too much talk. We're delighted. It was just that part in particular. I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. Right, 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 right. No, we're not. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, wait for the important parts. Yeah. Um, but we had never seen it in theaters. Yeah, I was going to say, so you guys never watched when they did the 90s re-classic edition? That's where I got to actually see them all for the first time with no, my dad. I, yeah, I just saw it. Like, them. 93, 95, I think, and 97, because I did two years, I think. Yeah, that was the first first time, which is, you know, I they, I noticed things that I'd never noticed before um, watching it on a big Oh, yeah, screen. the biggest thing was just the extras, like, 
I never paid attention to what the extras were doing, and it's just so funny to actually like look at like see him fucking dancing. People who aren't supposed to be the center of the scene, what are they up to? <laughs> They're off to do something goofy. Around. Yeah. One of the things I noticed about Return of the Jedi that I and I hate myself for not noticing, but and I need to see it on a big screen was that the Emperor has a cane at the beginning of the movie. Like mm-hmm. I, this is my favorite movie. I've seen it hundreds of times, and I until I saw it on a big screen. I didn't see his, like, cane that he was walking I know with. the other thing that people were starting to call out, which I always thought was really interesting, is people were like, who are all these advisors that are following the Empire off of his shuttle, the Emperor off of his shuttle? And I was like, they've been there the whole time. Yeah, the red ones? Well, no, the, the oh, senators. The, the yeah, fucking... the senators yeah, that yeah, follow yeah. him. They yeah. were like, have those old guys always been there? And I was like, yeah. They are weird, just like Oh, they characters. are, and they don't talk about, they don't even talk to them. No. There's yeah. a parent, there's a deleted scene. He sends scene. them away at one point. There's a deleted scene yeah. where he like has a console with them, but it's like two lines long, and I don't even think, I think it's on YouTube, you can find it. It's only like two sentences long, but he then sends them away. That scene leads into like, go down the chute. The old people shoot. <laughs> the one that he goes down. Yeah. <laughs> down the old people shoot with you. Um, but what I wanted to get at was when we were talking about spaceship battles. Return of the Jedi has, in my opinion, the best spaceship battle at the end of it. Like that, and seeing that in theaters was sick as fuck, man. That was awesome because it. It, at least in the original trilogy, and I would say in the rest of the movies too, but like... I'm just trying to rethink like all the different it, Star Wars battles. It's the second... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard... I, I apologize for being the Star Wars person that I am, but I'm... Were there Star Wars battles in Solo? Or uh, spaceship battles in Solo? Dude. Oh, there's uh, another scaling episode in that where he turns, they're going through that Kessel Run, and there's that Star Destroyer. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good scene, too. <laughs> so, I do like Solo, but I, I, don't, I don't think remember. it really had a spaceship okay. battle sequence. Like... I think there were like Millennium Falcon flew around and did some shit. I don't think there was like ground fighting. Yeah, Yeah, I think think you're. I think that you're not making uh, like a wild claim. I think that's pretty fair. It's 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 very intense. It's kind of that like the rebels show up and the empire is just there to be like, bitch, we're here. Yeah, the minute they get out of hyperspace, they're like in it. It's go time, and it's just they're flying around. It's a trap. It's it's a trap. It's it's so it it takes like what the. a New Hope or Star Wars did with just the Death Star run and just like because we had just watched the first two so I, it was fresh in my head when we watched it again and it just like it's fucking on steroids just like the way it's filmed the way it looks everything with wow. the action they go inside the Death Star they swing around he's like Colin's gonna get that shield don't you worry and the little alien guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nub nib nub nib yeah oh god it's I it, that's a spaceship out. so so you have a movie that takes a scene from like ground battle, Han, Leia, them, the Ewoks doing all that crazy that's intense, what's going on there? Cuts to Luke, Darth Vader, and Palpatine, you got all of that, which I'll get to, don't worry, that's my actual favorite part of the fucking movie. You notice how that Mirrors Episodes 1 finale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so wild. Yeah, they, I, just, they just bounce around. I never noticed... Between a ground battle, a lightsaber battle, and a sky battle. Mm-hmm. I never it's noticed awesome. Wedge Antilles is the guy who actually blows up the second Death Star. Does he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him with Lando. 
With yeah, but oh, I, don't yeah, think, yeah, I don't yeah. think Lando shoots the missile. I think you're right. I think yeah, I think Wedge does. That, that, yeah, I think that. Because I completely forgot about him as a character. Because he doesn't really have a big spotlight, but he does a really important thing. He's all throughout. I mean, yeah. He, uh, I mean, he's the he, main. He's he shows the, up at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Too. He's one of the main characters, and like one, of, a lot of his steam came from those Rogue Squadron games. Yeah, like that's where a lot of his like backlog and backstory came from. Yeah, like, kind of cool just like character. drops and characters in those old movies when they were just making movies. But that was but. the best part about like the. 90s and early 2000s Star Wars was like name dropping nobody and then be like let's make an entire game around that person <laughs> and make him cool as shit and, and yeah I mean that's like Boba Fett in, in general was like the most known like yeah. background character that became super famous yeah. now he's a great guy now he's a great guy now he's I have Don Yoke's my people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's really nice <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Jabba Palace I think you're missing some uh Shades because you, yeah, that's a good point. So, since I, I thought Return of the Jedi was your favorite one, so let me get into some more things that are my favorite parts that make Return of the Jedi my favorite, and then we'll just talk about that. Um, it kicks off with a fucking banger. Can we start with that? It's the best start, like beginning to a Star Wars movie for sure. Even Empire, it starts a little slow before the fucking ATATs come in and shit. No, 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 no. Return of the Jedi kicks off. The Emperor shows up. I guess that's how it starts. The Emperor shows up or whatever. Darth Vader does. Darth Vader shows up. But we immediately go to Tatooine and we, you just start this... I just love it. This, like, this like a heist at Jabba's Palace. I will say... the movie kicks off. I will say I loved... Uh, I love, like, the like the whole Jabba's Palace scene. But Luke's plan every time still... Still eludes you? Still... Yeah, I still, I still make fun of it. I'm like, what was your plan? <laughs> I think Here. he made a bunch of plans. I yeah. think he just had a bunch None of, of them were good. plans just yeah. in case. And he had to go with the final one at the end. That's how I like to see it. Yeah. He sent the droids in to hopefully maybe easy get that I guess, going. yeah, it's like deal. he's trying that to be work. Jedi way, solve it peacefully. He does a lot of things to try to yeah. solve it. He sends people in to sneakily get Han out. Doesn't work. They get captured. So finally, big fucking nuts himself has to show up. Show up and be like, "Are my nuts big?" And then like, <laughs> drop him in the Rangar pit. And he's like, "I guess my nuts are pretty fucking big because I'm gonna beat this thing with a rock." So that's <laughs> so a bone in a rock. He, <laughs> he puts a bone in his mouth and lets go. He takes a rock, throws it in a button, kills a Rancor right out right out the gate. And then they just go. They do the whole thing in the sand with the uh, Sarlacc pit, and it's just a great opening. It's just like. Han Solo got taken at the end of it. What do we got to do at the start of the new one? Get him back. Bing, bang, boom. Or is it, this is the land where I was born. That, You're right, going right. to die here. You're going to die here. That whole scene, I will, it, it resonates with me. I remember seeing it as a kid, and like every time I watch it, it just gets better. Because even when I like think of Return of the Jedi, I think of just the opening scene in, in Tatooine, where they're fighting Jabba. And even when there was like a big gap, when I was a kid, like I remember being like 10, and I hadn't seen Return of the Jedi in probably like five years. And I just kept thinking of that opening scene, and I just fucking love it. It shows like the best of what everybody, everybody can do. Luke Skywalker's a Jedi master, and he just goes in there and chops wood, fucking fucks people up, chops wood. kills, <laughs> basically kills Boba Fett without even fucking thinking about it. Like, yeah, it's like, an accident. <laughs> I love it. And then Leia, fucking Leia's the one to do the finishing blow on Jabba. Like, that's probably one of my top five scenes in Star Wars is just the whole Jabba heist. And that's just the beginning of the movie. The Jabba. My favorite 
scene would probably, besides like the space battles, would probably be the uh, pod racing scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, not pod racing, but the uh, speeder scene. No, where they're like stealing speeders. Yeah, it's an intense scene. It is it's very a, it's intense. very good scene. And when you really, like, if you think like I like to put myself in their shoes when I'm watching yeah. that scene, like how fucking nuts would that? Well, be? Well, just like, when they're like going through the trees trying to avoid hitting them uh, and stuff, I'm like, I would fucking die for sure immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into a ball of fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky it's just going backwards right up there jumping. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact, like, I always watch this scene, and I'm like, I get how Luke and Leia can, like, do this. They're, you know, trained. Jedi-esque. Yeah, Jedi-esque. Like, the stormtroopers are just like... And then Ewok gets on it later in the movie, and you're like, holy shit. Apparently they're easy to ride. Maybe yeah. we should think about it that yeah, way. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're, they're, they're not near as scary as we're making them out to be, and Ewok can do it. Fuzzy little bear. Fuzzy little bear. Um... I don't know what my favorite scene of that movie scene. is. Well, I, I don't know eyes. if the Jabba's Palace is my favorite scene, but it's a movie. It, much like Return of the King, it's it's a movie that's just riddled with great scenes. But yeah, I'm, I'm reflecting. I the space battle is a good one. Like the space battle aspect of that, just the insanity that's going on when they think it's not going to work, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're all going to die." And they just fight the, on. And they just keep going. Like, that's like, so good. And, that. like, the way you said it, too, it opens up to just, like, pure chaos immediately off the jump. That's so good. And you keep... It, it switches between scenes of, like, that chaos, chaos on the ground, and then it cuts, because it doesn't go right into Luke and Vader. Uh, like, no. There's a lot of calm. Empire's There's calm taunting him. As, as the Emperor's trying to get him to go to the dark side. And I just... I've always loved how that whole scene plays out. It's just very calm, cool, and collect. The Emperor's just, just like, I know what the fuck... He's, he thinks he's got big nuts. He's like, my nuts are even bigger than yours, Luke Skywalker. And he's just like, got it all figured out. He's like, you like your father. Are mine, motherfucker. This, your friends are going to die. Like, kill I me. like a part when he does that. <laughs> it's the ginger thing. <laughs> Palpatine's a ginger Palpatine's before he went gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really think the final scene, though, that no, no. <laughs> I think that that's my favorite scene. Yeah, I love when. I mean, my my favorite scene, my favorite part of the movie, the movie that always think the more I watch it, the more that I get emotional. Remember the first time I watched it? Hi, I think I did cry. I just like the when when Hayden Christensen walks out of the. No, no. It's it's. You have a twin sister. Your thoughts have betrayed her as well. If you will not turn to the dark side, perhaps she will. And they—it's playing that. Like, oh, and there, it's the, the lightsaber battle, and Luke's, Luke, Luke has gone to the dark side. Essentially, at that point, he's—he's, he's, you know, he's. Everybody thinks Luke's all—he's the guy that does everything right, and he saves his brother, and everything he does in the Last Jedi doesn't track. And it's like, fuck you, he loses his mind a lot. He's got a lot going on. Luke Skywalker does. <laughs> he cuts off Vader's hand. He's in the midst of all that rage. He sees that his father's hand's already missing. He sees what this in, in the last movie when he tried to do everything using emotion. Oh, he lost his hand too. He's going down the same path. And uh, the Emperor's coming up from behind, and he's like, ha, 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 whatever. <laughs> good. Good. And he's just like, no. And he fucking turns that lightsaber <laughs> no, off. <but> <laughs> he doesn't say no. Look at the size of these nuts. <laughs> I'll never turn the dark side. I will say. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And he 
just tosses the lightsaber. Just fucking bring it, big dick. There even, he is. Even though I disliked the Ray Palpatine twist, I do think that the Emperor is good in anything he's in, no matter what. That character. Yeah, I like and the scenes in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. McDermott? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in the prequel. I mean, it's just, he's such a silly character. He's so silly. evil. He's so evil. Well, he is so kind of evil. He's just evil. He's just evil. Well, in Return of the Jedi, he really just is. There's, no, yeah, there's nothing space else. Pole. He's just this <laughs> evil emperor that you've heard about, and he's just like, you're <laughs> Somehow, and when he loses, when he essentially doesn't get Luke Skywalker to go to the dark side, he <laughs> which follows up with another great scene where Ooh, spooky it, it, there. It's <laughs> the, the titular the titular event takes place: the return of the Jedi, where Anakin snaps back and throws that motherfucker down a ventilation shaft. How do you? How, what would you say he said while it was happening? Nothing. He said nothing. Oh. He. He sees what's happening. You don't need Darth Vader to go, no, to understand that he's watching his son get electrocuted. Chase, I can't read between the lines. I need visual and audio. You need him to say no, so it hooks up with the end of Revenge of the Sith when he goes, no. Exactly. I don't know. How would I have made that connection? I don't know. They, they added that, I didn't make that fix like late in the game. I don't know. Like There were all these other edits to Return of the Jedi, and then I one actually, day they were like... I actually watched a bunch of Return of the Jedi's that I thought were the remastered Return of the Jedi. I was like, that's it. And then one day I just randomly put it on on Disney Plus and I was like, is that always there? I don't remember that being there. Not always. Not always. No. No. (laughs) Stupid. I I think he even goes, no. Yeah. No. No. He does it a few times and it's like, don't like that. (laughs) Why? Why can't he just... Can't you just toss them down? We get it, but it, it doesn't ruin the movie. It's just the thing that they add that it's like. Uh. My favorite thing to think about with the Emperor is that he exists officially in Andor. They mention him, mm-hmm. and it's just funny to think that all of this like real gritty spy on the ground stuff is going on. Very realistic. Barely any aliens. Very focused. And like at the top of it all. This is an old man who shoots lightning from his fingertips. <laughs> and <he> goes, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, also sired a child somehow, yeah. and then who also God's then also wet. sired a child. <laughs> Got that pop? Well, no, well, no. The there is Palpatine there is there is a history. <laughs> there is a there's a whole story. He didn't he didn't actually have sex with anyone. Wasn't it like a force impregnation? It, no, no, no. That that's what <laughs> that's what they did. But Ray's dad is a is a. He's the worst person in a galaxy. You think Ray's dad is a Ray? botched clone. Ray's dad is just a clone. That's not the most unrealistic aspect. No, it's not. <laughs> Ray's dad's just a clone that doesn't have the force. That's why he's okay. a strand cast. He's not a sexual. Like Ray's dad had sex with somebody and had and then she had. And Ray's dad was Palpatine's clone. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Something that like they young Palpatine? Something they should have included in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, would be yeah. great. Somehow Put he it returned. in the book. Put it in the book that came out for it, and then in another book that I read um, that takes place in between um, Return of the Jedi and yeah. Explain Lord. how this suddenly new antagonist slash old antagonist from the old movies appeared better than somehow yeah and they did that's what that's what kills me is in this book that came out like or like around the release of the movie it's the official like book it explains everything there are scenes there are things in this book that like okay, we've left return of the jedi we're talking about rise of skywalker again but like even when leia talks to um 
Kylo Ren, like, through the Force, when he snaps and goes good again and talks to Han Solo, there's, like, a whole... He sees his life. He, like, sees playing with Chewie as a kid, and he, like, sees his father. and his, There are things that cause him to snap. Yeah. The love he feels from Rey healing him... He, Don't need to see it. <laughs> but you could... You should have, yeah. Don't need to see it. They, not like, important. Cut that out. Because the book, they, have to, they have to give these people who write the book the story ahead of time so the book can come out to coincide with the movie. So they had the story. They just didn't put it in the fucking movie. <laughs> The clone, like how how Palpatine, how Palpatine survived, is in that book, but they didn't put it in the movie. Somehow, somehow, they put it with that. It's too much work to explain. They could have at least done two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> could, no, what they could have done is something they do in the movie in in Force Awakens and that movie a lot. Real quick flashback scenes. That's all. If you would have just shown show, don't tell. Real quick flashback snippets. It could have said everything. If you see that scene, same do? scene. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I was gonna say, do they do flashbacks in other parts of the original Star Wars? They, are there other flashbacks, or is that a new concept? That they I think do? that was a new concept yeah. that they put Interesting. into. Like, Sorry Force to Awakens. take away your logic. No, I, I just think like you know that right. scene when Rey touches the lightsaber in Force Awakens and she has all those flashes and sees like shit through the Force. They could have did something like that with Kylo Ren when Rey starts healing him and and he sees like his dad and his mom and and Chewie and him being a kid. Something that tells me, oh, this is what's gonna get this guy to go good again instead of just like I am good now do you want to know my favorite scene any Rise of Skywalker <clears throat> sure that scene where um Rose that character is like sorry guys I have a lot to take care of here you guys go on ahead <laughs> and she's out of the movie <laughs> I did not dislike her character I actually like that whole storyline oh, of The Last the Jedi <laughs> but um I just thought it was funny because I'm like, wow, that is like so reactionary that they actually took her out of the movie because fans didn't like her. A yeah. certain subset of fans didn't like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's another. Yeah, I, I have the same problem with her as I have with all the other Star Wars. It was just like, what is the purpose What's of this character? But it was it, them Disney doing that lost respect for me. Well, so I was like, that's a pussy. There's about 400 reasons Disney can yeah. lose respect for you under that, any given circumstance. They're all justified. Taking black people off of the poster in China <laughs> to appease Chinese racists. Two things I hate the most. Racists dumps. and Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's an Austin Powers joke. <laughs> Damn. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I, I hate that I always tangent back on, on on the sequels in Rise of Skywalker. This was supposed to be about Return of the Jedi, and I made it about somebody else. But <laughs> got this beautiful bobblehead here. I know. Return I know, of the Jedi fight. I've been staring at it the whole time. Yeah, he's not even a part of it. I just bought him separate and put him in there. Good. Because he belongs in the scene. I mean, I think that's my favorite Star Wars scene of all time. Is is the Emperor's throne room and. Ooh, all time. Uh, yeah, I, all I, time. I, I, there's just a lot. Uh, we watched it. I watched it high, and it hit me pretty awesomely. And Braden and I did mushrooms one time, and we watched it, and it hit me differently. But every time, I'm always like, I love what I'm seeing. One of the criticisms <laughs> that I've seen for like, why some people don't like Return of the Jedi is for Luke's characters, no, Luke's kidding. character change, where he's like emotionless now, and I'm like, he's a Jedi. Like he finished his training, he's a badass now. Hmm. It's a good change. I don't even think he's emotionless. He's not emotionless. Yeah. He cuts his own father's arm off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was like one of the critiques that I don't think holds water. But uh, yeah, I thought Luke's character changed, and this was cool. He's finally grown up. 
Yeah. It's got an awesome Jedi fit. Yeah, it sure does. All black, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you like you know he graduated. Choking yeah. people. Has <laughs> doctor robes on. Everyone knows black is the best Jedi color. Everyone looks good in black. Everyone does look good in black. You got me questioning what I think the best Star Wars scene ever is. Ooh, yeah, I think that's a good way to kind of... Yeah, I, I don't know, though. I, I mean, I'm going through... Our favorite Star Wars... Maybe, what, what, what's your favorite? I mean, I don't know. The best, yeah, favorite. Okay, favorite. Favorite, yeah. That's, that's my favorite, is, is that. That's why pod I think... Pod racing, okay. <laughs> pod racing. I mean, besides pod racing. Yeah, naturally. We can't all have number one. Because I think <laughs> I really do love the scene in The Last Jedi. I like the throne scene, like Snoke's scene. Snoke's throne room scene in The Last Jedi. And I think I love that scene so well because it's a very... It's a remix of, of Luke's scene. And I love that. That's fair. And it's definitely homaging. Yeah. yeah it's and they do it really well where everything is dark and... In black in the Return of the Jedi, Last Jedi, it's red. Yeah, and, and Snoke's in the bright robe, and it's just. I really it's did very like. Interesting. This is not my vote for best scene, but I do really like the way they built Snoke up in the first movie. Like they had so much like like when you leave the theater, and you're like, what what is that? Like that's cool. That's very Star Wars esque. Yeah. Now I don't know if I agree with that how they handled it from there on out, but that build up was really cool. I didn't like them killing him off in the Last Jedi. I was like, oh wow, that's a bold holy shit. Well, that was kind of like what what is that what is that trope like the. Is it the red herring or whatever? Or it's mm. like they're like digging into the idea that this is going to be your baddie forever, and then yeah. it's just not. Yeah, puppet. I mean, at the end, it's it's Palpatine is the puppet master. He made Snoke. It's Kabuto, actually. He was all. Zombie ginger. <laughs> I see you're thinking though. What do you got? Come on. I don't know. So I want to go immediately. I want to go immediately to Obi Wan and Anakin's fight in Episode Three. Just the speeches there are, are beautiful, and the music overlay is wonderful. I also go back to Darth Maul's big fight between Obi Wan and Qui Gon, just because at that time that was so fucking wild. Nobody's like a double bladed lightsaber like that's, that's a dope scene. It's a and the music's beautiful, and the location that they're in is weird. But it's in, probably top five for me. It's so good. I mean. I love when the AT-ATs come out of the fog in Empire Strikes Back. That's fucking cool. Because you have no idea what's coming. They're all, like, preparing for something. And you're like, what? what is happening? And all of a sudden, these giant fucking dragons come out of the smoke. And you're just dragons. like, holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I, would I never say, thought about them like that. Yeah, yeah. that's also like that's a good one. Empire, the whole Hoth battle. When you're... When you're doing world building within Jabba's palace, that stuff's so cool because you're seeing so many aliens. Same with the cantina scene in A New Hope. Those are so pivotal scenes. They're just so cool. You're introducing such random bullshit. The final scene in Star Wars where they play the happiest song ever when the Ewoks are all dancing. Playing with the decapitated storms. I like that yeah. too. I think that's the first because like, it used to be a different song before the right, master, but that, that song is so good. It's yeah. song just hits. It's happy. It's they like, just beat the empire. Like I feel like that uh, one pilot that was dancing. <laughs> yeah, with the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> There's some scenes in Rogue One too that are really up there for oh, me yeah. too. I mean, I don't know. It's just hard. That would be a hard question for me to actually like. I'd have to just start there doing pros and cons ones, yeah. The final act of Rogue One is awesome. Yes, yeah. that's such a good... Like, when they're crawling up that tower trying to just get anything to shoot outside. And then Darth Vader showing up. And right, like one it's of the, already awesome without that. Right, and then they add, like, pivotably one of the greatest scenes, in my opinion, is just that darkness and the lightsaber yeah. just being... Yeah, 
they just, they, yeah, they just go, by the way, uh, here's the fucking coolest thing you've ever well, seen it's kind of like Wars. the end of Jedi, or Jedi Fallen Order, where it's like, you're like fighting the you're Nine Sister, Vader, and yeah. all of a sudden it's just like, Darth Vader's there, it's like, oh, and then you see just pure power, the reason why he is a feared name in all of the galaxy at the time. Yeah. There's so many good scenes. I'll never be able to put my finger on one. Yeah. Even like, because I even say that one of my favorite Star Wars scenes or things in general is in is in the book of Boba Fett, and it's it's Grogu and y and Luke training together, and they're like running, and he's teaching. I just loved it. I, well, that I whole, yeah, that whole like section. I was teared really up. Good. They did. A, I was like, do a flip, and he did a flip, and I was like, yes! I love, oh my god! I, I love, love this. I love that the best part in the book of Boba Fett has nothing to do with. Boba Fett or the main storyline at all. It's, yeah. it's basically Mandalorian season 2.5. That is the best. Uh, I mean, the, the, like I said, the Luke Skywalker stuff is the probably to me the best stuff in uh, Boba Fett. So, you know, I, I, I thought the first couple episodes were pretty solid. I really liked when they introduced the the what was the blue bounty hunter's name in. Clone Wars, Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even like that he was a cool character. It wasn't a lot. It was just like that was one of the first times where I actually saw like a cartoon translate to live screen and I it was like, pretty good. that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it did look Even if it means good. nothing else, that's just a cool concept. Yeah. And now they're doing with more like they're going to do with a bunch of characters from Rebels with Ahsoka and all that, yeah. which is cool too. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka herself, right? But like there was just something about seeing him and I'm just like, oh, you're cool looking, mate. He is. It sucks that they killed him in that show because he did. He looked sick in, in live action. Like ill, like he needed a like Pepto Bismol. Ahsoka does some real cool stuff in Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I do like her Tales of the Jedi episodes. It's just the last one. I read the book that that last episode was based on, and they kind of like condensed, condensed the book a lot. And I was like, oh, I don't like this because the book did it better. I, I didn't like the first episode of her. The bitch hair is like a baby. Yeah, it's a yeah, baby. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, She's I did. Yeah, I have no idea, but. She's just a baby on like a planet full of Ahsoka people and whatever uh, they're called. Um, Tor Torgruda. Yeah. yeah. I did not know the name of that species. Yeah. There you go. Shakti. Shakti. <laughs> um, I don't know, gang. We are at an hour and fifty-seven minutes. Almost nice, two solid hours. Nice speech. Good talks. Talked a lot of Star Wars here today. Sure did. Um, any anything else? Did you give a favorite scene? You son of a fucking bitch. Um, of all time? Of all, all time. You can't take pod racing. You can't take pod you racing. Take pod racing's right, out. That, that's out. That's out the window. All the but ones the, that he listed. But the casino no, scenes okay. from The Last Jedi are all in bounds. Okay. Good. Fair <laughs> That is one of my favorites. It's up there, definitely. I love space gambling. I can't um, even tell you what happened in a lot of those scenes. I think I forgot. A lot I, the of thing that. is, I feel like if people. Here we go again. I feel like people really hate on those scenes, but like, why? It's just more world. But it's just like here's just another fucking thing in Star Wars. I I, I don't have an opinion. Yeah, because I, I, I don't it's a remember. Weird thing for people to be like, fuck the Canto bite stuff. It's and just, I'm just like, like, what's it called? Canto bite. Uh, they had a really good remember. like singular storyline of like I I liked. I really like the concept of the Last Jedi of it, just, the whole thing being a race, mm -hmm. because like that's kind of they're kind of mimicking Empire Strikes Back, like when Han and Leia and all of them had to escape from the Empire mm -hmm. and were being chased around the galaxy the whole movie. Like instead I like, of around the galaxy, it's just in that yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it's like yeah, it's the rebels' last hope. Yeah, and they're they had like these certain conditions of like why they couldn't catch up to them and 
what they had to do, and that was all great. And then the Canto Bite stuff was just kind of like a tangent that probably wasn't needed in the movie. To make like kind of a weak point of like, oh yeah, everyone profits off of war, even the rebels do bad things. Like, I feel like there's a better way they could have yeah. I mean, shown they're, that. They're, they're kind of doing that with some of the stuff in Andor in a way. Yeah. And they're doing it much better. How the rebels? Yeah. So, so I don't think that's the point of those scenes, though, because I think I think the entire point of, of the Last Jedi is a point that, that that Yoda makes in that movie is that people learn from their failures, and, and that's yeah. just the whole that whole thing has just been in Rose failing. Yeah, it's and that's <laughs> the whole time. Failure is the whole theme. I legitimately don't remember it. Like I don't um, remember that scene at all. But there is a whole like action scene where they release these like alien horses. It's like goes on for a bit too long, and it's like action for action's sake, but it's not very intriguing. It's just them releasing these horses. Do they like run up to the edge of a cliffside and yeah, then like yeah, not yeah. fall off of it? I do briefly yeah, remember yeah. the animals. Like that's cool. I guess they got those. I'm glad those horses are safe now. Don't they give like um, a coin to a kid or something? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all whatever, but it's like. Then the kid, like what's force, the point of the coin? <laughs> the kid like force pulls a broom and like the, the last scene, yeah. implying like oh. There, there's like that's still Palpatine's great yeah, there's still force sensitives out there implying like oh Rey is going to restart the Jedi Order at least that's what I got from it uh, well I mean that's that's one of the things that I always found funny about the ploy to kill off Jedi like by the Empire in general or by the Emperor in general including all the force sensitive beings but like they can be more to muggles, you know? Like, um, whatever the equivalency of a Jedi muggle is, like, Jedis can be born to muggle humans. Yeah. You can't kill all the Jedi off. There'll always be more. I guess you just killed the religion, and then, like... I think and then they, they're just creepy think kids they, that make I things move with their mind. Like, if you were a Force-sensitive, then that's what the Inquisitors yeah. did. They, they came, blew like, up gotcha. most of the Kyber... I guess the whole <laughs> reason why, like, all lightsabers are blue and green now is because the Empire blew up, like... A lot of the kyber crystals. Oh, I did, I've never heard that either. Yeah, That's yeah, anymore though, I think the whole kyber crystal thing is all based around like who you are as a person. It used to mean Jackson changed the whole lore around that. He did, but but even yeah, George but Lucas I, retconned yeah. it into having purpose of color. Yeah, like there is. You a could be a guardian. You could it. be like a. Rays is yellow. For some reason, yeah, I think there's a purpose. Well, see, again, they, it's yellow because I'm guessing of her personality now. But before, in like episode one, there was a purpose why you chose a color or had a color. I yeah. think, like the reason Samuel Jackson, though Samuel Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber and told George that the reason that Mace Windu had a purple lightsaber was because of like his attack style and the way he was a sure, Jedi yeah. Force user, and like yeah. that mattered more. But yeah, yeah, and I think there's still something to that though, because I know that like the reason in canon now is like if they're red is because the, if the crystal bleeds. Like if you are a dark. Uh, if you are a See, I've never heard that user. either. That's when did they introduce that concept? Because um, originally it was like the it's, idea. It's more in the new canon. Is that why his is Samuel Jackson's is purple? Because he's a yeah. He uses the dark side a little bit. A little. Well, yeah. I mean, I I that was the original behind idea behind, behind the color. Yeah, I think there is something behind it. But that is like the the modern in canon reason why they're red. It's because if you're a dark side user, you make the crystal. See, and I always thought the story was, or at least it used to be, that that. They weren't able to find kyber crystals, so they created synthetic crystals That's to be Darsart, which means that they were only red. They could not be another color. Well, that's not what Disney wants. <laughs> well, I've seen what Disney wants, and I don't agree with it half the time. <laughs> I always, I mean, I Disney on. wanted little Leia being out running by thirty-five-year-old men. <laughs> 
You think you catch a little there, huh? Probably. <laughs> Probably, very yeah. easily. <laughs> Without much effort. I don't know, man. I've, had some, I've chased some kids around a school before. They're tougher to catch anything. Well, you're trying not to hurt them. <laughs> you're not just going to smack tackle the kid to the ground. I These guys were literally trying ones. to kidnap a girl. Yeah. You think they would have done Big anything? 11 <laughs> Competent, I can catch some people, most people over time. And like, I'm gonna well, catch you. Wanna go outside and try to catch me? Yes, let's have a race right now. Well, like, I just ran this morning. We'll just like, so let's try and catch each other. <laughs> 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 this was gone well, podcast listeners, this just evolved into a game of tag. We're gonna go outside and play tag. Adult tag. <laughs> well, just We're shit like in the yard. So no, I don't have any final thoughts. Yeah. No final thoughts. I was just gonna say with the back with the lightsaber colors, I go off of uh, the old Republic video game logic where it's like blue lightsabers are good at like physical combat. Yeah, I remember that. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. That like that's what was originally established in like Episode One Green, was that like you had purposes to have your colors based on what you did as a Jedi, yeah. like. Qui-Gon used green because he was a guardian, which meant X, and Obi-Wan yeah. was blue because he was a knight, which meant Y. And greens are like... I think it's still something like that, though. I really... We'd have to look into it, but I think there's something to it like that still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Star Wars is awesome. Star Wars <laughs> is I'm awesome. I'm so excited that we finally got to do this episode. It's a good one. It was a pretty good one. We got all of them. I didn't the even place. realize we had a cameo. Yeah. Mace Windu was here. Mace Windu here. Mace Window. Yoda. Mace Window. We're covered. He knows me, man. I love me. I like to be surrounded by the force. Um, yeah. So, Shitters, thank you for coming on. This uh, It's probably the longest one we're going to put up on, on Spotify um, at two hours and five minutes, but I'm... There might be one part that I cut from this, but other than that, I'm not going to cut anything. That part you said you were going to cut? No. Not oh. not even that part. There's a different part I'll tell you about it after. Okay. Uh, it's going to be tough, though, because right, it was in the middle now. of us talking. The well, then I'd have, to, I'd have to cut this, then. Oh. Uh, yeah. Why can't the shitters hear? I don't want the shitters to hear. I don't want the shitters to hear. Why? <sighs> the, part, the, the part that he cut was Why'd he kicked up? a cat. It wasn't good. It was really bad. It made a noise. It was, that. It was, it was sad. sad. We so cried. It's right. fine, Brayden. So quit acting. It's fine. Well, you heard it here first, shitters. One who wants you to know the truth, and one who wants to obscure it. But I'm pretty sure this is the same guy who told you watched all of season two. <laughs> <laughs> and then watched an episode unprompted. Let me add, unprompted. A man will give you up to the police without even trying. He does this yeah, a lot. Yeah, Chase did actually. all of it. Chase literally did it all, like all of it. He does this a lot, actually. Hold on, guys. We're not done here yet. <laughs> There's a podcast. Unpack this for One a of our first episodes, actually, we talk about this, but it's not up, so nobody really knows about this, so we're going to talk about it tonight. Have you ever seen the movie Swiss Army Man with uh, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe and... Um, uh, no, I know what it is. You know I, what it is. Is that where... No, that's Guns Akimbo. I'm thinking of another one. No, He's I uh, essentially like a fucking corpse. He's a living corpse, Harry, okay. Harry Potter is. And, um, not like a zombie, though. He's not like a, a zombie. I'm He's not... like a corpse that comes back to life because of this guy's affection for him. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a great, it's, it's a, a love really, story. It's yes. a wild movie. <laughs> yeah. Very wild. But, like, he had come back from Africa. We had watched a bunch of shit that he missed while he was gone, but we hadn't, like, seen anything together that neither of us. Because, like, when we first became friends, we went to the movies a fuck ton. A lot of good movies were coming out. Like, that's yeah. kind of how we became friends. Signed to the Spider-Verse. Yeah, we saw a lot of good movies. So we like, we got to watch a movie tonight that neither of us have seen. And we were going through all these movies for a while. And then blah, 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 blah. It got to Swiss Army Man. And he was like, never seen it. I've never seen it either. 
And this movie's a fucking trip, dude. It's it is bombastic. The whole this is me the whole movie. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, can you believe this? What's happening here? I probably said that a bunch of times. Yeah. Brain's just sitting next to me the whole movie, like, you know, doing it. To, and I think we're experiencing. I'm pretty this movie. sure I know where this is about you to go. <laughs> we're experiencing this movie together, and um, we we watch it, we talk about it. That's the end. we we start this podcast like you know a month or so later, and we bring it up. And he busts it on the podcast. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I had already seen it. I just wanted you to watch it." <laughs> and I knew you wouldn't like, watch it if I told you I already saw it. Bitch. <laughs> it was a phenomenal movie, but I thought we were experiencing. So these. just never, seriously, never get into a crime with this man because if you get caught, but see, because I lied, you got to see that movie which you loved. I, I, I mean, it was good. <laughs> if I hadn't have lied, you would have never watched that movie. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe. Don't yeah. justify your guess. <laughs> Don't guess like Lying like, is okay sometimes. <laughs> this is the most insane twist of I think for me, it was just like, the, I thought we were experiencing something. Together. Like right. when we saw Spider-Verse. Right. No, I, I, understand. Spider -Verse. I, I understand your thought behind it, which is why I like it. I, I, I say that's like the day we became friends. Was the day we saw Spider Verse? Was like the yeah. day that we went from. That was the first time me seeing Spider Verse. It was when it first came out in the theater. Yeah, so we, I didn't have much time to see it otherwise. Did, uh, <laughs> well, whatever. So, yeah, I might cut stuff from time to time, viewers, but it's because it's stuff I don't want you to have to hear. Brayden will lie to your fucking face. That's the kind of man he is. You know how much Brayden lies? He tells people his name is Brad. Yeah. Some people call me it. Some people just know him as that. So is there any, is there any bigger lie than lying about who you are? Yeah. So this got off onto a whole thing, and I'm really sorry. Don't worry, this part will be cut. No, I'm leaving it. <laughs> they need to know. Brayden? Chase? Weezing? Oh, we'll explain that in a minute. Thanks, I would say Thanks, thank you for joining Thanks, us guys. on uh, just a great episode. Yep. It's a bit all over the place, but um, I like it. I mean, it's natural dialogue usually is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we finally did this. I'm glad we did it in person instead yeah. of just pulling you up like fucking uh, Zoran on Power Rangers or something. <laughs> oh, I totally <laughs> would have made that my screen. <laughs> uh, it, it just would have made the whole thing harder to do, so I'm glad we just did it like this. Um, yeah, man. It's good to be invited. Appreciate everybody's willingness to reschedule. We'll, uh, we'll have to come back and do it again sometime. Maybe when the new Star Wars stuff gets moving or something. Better be about Star Wars. It's literally the only thing I know about. Brayden, do you want to sing us? Do you want to sing us out? Ah. <laughs> Time for the AM ASMR portion of the show. Tonight we talked about many things. <laughs> and tonight we had many laughs. <laughs> but tonight is going to be the night that we tell you we love you please good night and subscribe to our podcast no shit in the dark on spotify right now on spotify right now <laughs>